from 97.5 The Fanatic and the Stick to Hockey Podcast. And you're listening to the drunkest, craziest motherfuckers this side of the Mississippi. Corner Pub Sports. Corner Pub Sports. We'll do it live! Fuck me, my Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? Corner Puss Sports coming at you live tonight on a Thursday night this time. We're doing a uh, special uh, special time, special date this week, and we'll be back on Friday next week. But that ain't a dollar short. It doesn't stop us from drinking beers, so there's that. You know, we have that going it's, for us. It's yeah. been a long, short week. It has. And it's not even done. There you go. There you go. So, uh, guys, what are you? Uh, beer is done. Beer is done. Beer is done. What are you guys drinking? Fat tire, traditional amber ale. Yeah, fat tire. Nice. Fat tire. Nothing wrong with that. What do you got there, Mikey? Voodoo Ranger. I can see Voodoo Ranger, and he's frozen. Awesome. Um, I I'm got. Back. Oh, there right? you go. Yeah, you're back now. Voodoo Ranger. Was it Juice Haze? Juicy. Yep. Juicy. I'm doing a, right now I'm doing a Sam Adams. I'll be switching over to probably something else. I don't know. What else is in there, Gary? Fat tire. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. I don't know what the bottles are. Uh, that's actually a good question. I don't, I don't, I don't know. What <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> I have no idea. Samuel L. Jackson. It'll this is the way drunk. I talk. It'll get you drunk. <laughs> so tonight on this show, we have... Um, we have some pretty cool stuff going on uh, tonight. We have Kane Callis, Harry Callis' son, uh, will be joining us. Uh, pre-recorded. Peterson's got the uh, not your father's root beer. What was this? Peterson, he's got oh, not yeah? your father's root beer. Oh, nice. Oh, dude, I haven't had that in a long time. Yeah. It's been a while. Dave, again, I didn't get, I'm not sure if I got a chance to tell you, but my condolences again, man. Cheers to you, bud. Yeah, yeah that's right. You were on last week. Yeah, Dave, we're still thinking of you, man. We didn't forget about you. What happened to you? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're still thinking of you, brother. Um, uh, Polsky said that Kane is my uh, long lost brother. Um, so this is, this is true. I, yeah. I could I could see it. Yeah, I could see it a little bit too. Uh, only he knows his dad. So there's that. Um, so tonight, Are- yeah. I, I was going to say, but both your dads are kind of no longer in your life. Yeah, no, neither one. I, I, That's true, too. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> Dave, where is it? There's, Dave? there's a difference. There's a big difference. <laughs> what the fuck? 
It's true. His dad was a legend, and he died. Your dad's a slug and just chooses not to. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. John. Throw some salt on him. <laughs> um, anyway, Jesus, let's get back to it. So tonight, uh, yeah, we got King Chaos on. We're going to talk some Phillies. Phillies are uh, heating up. You know, the, the, the 10 games left. We're going into the home stretch. We're getting close. Yeah, on Fox right now. I, I got it right on over here. Yeah, so it, it should be uh, a good one. So um, <clears throat> good, a good stretch here. Uh, yeah, how about, that, uh, how about that throw from uh, Oh, Cassianos? Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. How does he not get, no, does, don't catch it. Don't catch it. How does he not get the player of the game? Yeah. Like Christ, two home runs and that phenomenal catch and throw. Man. Man, oh, man. But, Apparently but, Stubbs is yelling at him, don't catch it. Yeah. Let it go. Yeah, that was, a, that was a great, great play. That was a great play. Mm-hmm. And that guy was at third base, man. Like, he he's a runner. Yeah. Like, like they – that – they got lucky, but that's what happens. You know, you get lucky, sometimes you don't. Yep. And when, when the Braves were here, like, this, they did the same thing. Yep. But only the Phillies were on the losing end. Mm-hmm. The Phillies come back, tie it up, and then they end up losing. But, I'll, yeah. I'll, you know, that all that being said, like, the Phillies are in the Braves' head. The Phillies can go with this team. There's not many teams in the league that can go with the Braves, but the Phillies absolutely 100% can. They, they've been, they've been uh, fighting with them, man, even last week. Like, you know, first of all, just, let's just remember, there's no ghost runner and extra innings in the playoffs. Okay, so get that out of the Stupidest way. Stupidest fucking rule ever. So they lost two games. I mean, I'm not going to say they lost two games because of that, because both games, they, like the one game they had the big lead, uh, no, I'm sorry. In the first series, they came back on them twice and lost. This time, they the Braves came back on the Phillies. The Phillies, thanks to the Cassiano's throw, got out of the jam in the ninth and then won it in the tenth. So, but if you don't put yourself in that position, then that ghost runner doesn't matter. Like, right, don't put yourself right, in right. that position. Yeah, I, I, exactly. I mean, their bullpen's not. I, I'm still not. I'm still a little worried. But in the beginning of the season, the bats weren't going, and the bullpen was hot. And now it's the opposite. Yes. Right? The bullpen will come around. Scott Air just chimed in and we'll said, "You going to want to swing at a fucking ninety-five mile an hour fastball in the middle of October? No, yeah. no." Uh, Scott Air just said, "There should never be a runner to start at second. That's travel ball shit." And it's, he's one hundred percent right. Yeah, like, so look, I, 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 I that's pop Warner shit. Actually, Scott, do you like the? Um, do you like the? Well, he's a he was a pitcher. He probably hates it. Same. I was gonna say the pitch clock. I. I don't mind the pitch clock because I was tired of watching guys adjust their batting gloves 17 times in a bat and it has sped up the game, which, you know. And another thing, hey, hey, Kimbrell, instead of checking in the fridge for the last beer, how about you check a fucking runner? Like, check the fucking he runner. Never, he never. Like, what the fuck? He never looks. I know, that pisses oh, me off. Oh, he does. Wow. Oh, he does. I'm you surprised. Know what? And he should. And, like, well, I mean, I, it's, it's good for the game. Hmm. It is. He said they were taught to get the ball and throw it. Yeah. He's, he's right. Um, Peterson said, I'm the bastard son of a thousand maniacs. My mother was a for hire friend, so dad could have been anyone I'd pass on the street. One less Christmas card I have to send. Uh, Jesus. Uh, he, <laughs> said, he said, I've been asking the same question for years. God dad, who? <laughs> uh, so back to. I don't understand that. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, what the fuck? 
uh, back to a uh, baseball uh, era. It's Mark Burley style. Mark Burley style. You know, just get the ball, yeah. throw it, and um, yeah. I mean, check the fucking runner. Scherzer was was doing a pretty good job of uh, basically speeding it up, and Cliff Lee was always good at that too. Um, yeah, Cliff Lee was a good quick pitcher, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind that part, but yeah, the second, the man in second thing's got it. That's that got to go. Ridiculous, because um, you know you 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 lost a few games because of it. You won a few games because of it too. But you got to earn the right to be on the base. You don't just get put on a fucking yeah. base. Like you, I get out of here. I with that. get. I I think it sucks, but I get them trying like them not wanting thirty inning games in in the middle of like July. That was fun though, man. But get, that's baseball. That was yeah. fun. Fifteenth inning. You know, dramatics. You're, you're, you got yeah. a position player on the mound because you know you're running out of. You have to use some strategy. You already got rid of the DH, yep. so you already got rid of double switches. But they weren't get they the 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 baseball was not appealing to the younger crowd because it was taking too long. So, but extra innings is like. But that's what every inning so exciting. When they, when they sped Which it is up funny because to football's a, over three hours long. They, football's the longest sport now. MLB was sped up to appeal to the younger crowd to get more people with asses in the seats. Mm-hmm. It's always about money. Basketball, always. hockey are two and a half hours. Baseball is just under three, and football's three and a half hours. But yet, no yeah. one complains about football's length. Well, football's total contact all through the entire. It's game. not. Hockey's total contact I, through the whole game. Are, Football, right. there's contact once every 35, 40 seconds. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of time in between. Um, in I between think, the uh, you know what I think it is. I, th- I think we're all Neanderthals. I think we're all Neanderthals, and you know it, it's the you know what I mean. Like you forget like how slow it is because you just want to see that next play, and you're you're gearing up for the next play, and then you know you're not thinking. Like you're thinking about other stuff, and you just want to see the guys hit each other, but you forget the well, fact I'll that it takes what, so long like, in between forty seconds in between each play. Yeah. Watching football with friends is cool because you can kind of talk about the play that just happened in between mm-hmm. plays and stuff like that. Watching football at home by yourself, I talk to myself in between. Yeah, it's boring. Like you're, it's not you're, you're kind of like, all right, like all right, let's get the next play going. With friends, yeah. we're, we're sitting on the phone texting with each other. Yeah, about it, the play that we're all watching. Yeah, that's that's. Very true. Uh, there, there's definitely truth. I mean, without a doubt, there's definitely truth to that. Which one of us hasn't been a fucking armchair quarterback? Every one of us. Absolutely. But anyway, give, let, you know what? Since we were ever talking about Phillies, let's stick with the Phillies, and then we'll uh, play the interview football. with the team. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit before the uh, the show, or maybe on the show, but the Castellanos throw. Yeah, it was on the show, Mike. It was five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I've been drinking. Fuck you, Joe Boone. I do it myself. What the um, fuck, Mike? We just talked about that. Yeah, so now you have the Mets for three. Look, I, it's, it's Thursday. I'm off my game. I got you. <laughs> you have the Mets for three, then you have the Pirates, and then you have the Mets again to close out the season. So Is one of them a four-game series? Or is yes. There, there's 10 left, yeah, right? Yeah, one, so yeah it's 10 Mets games. For four? Yeah, Mets for four games. Um, and then that's it. So the Mets, so the, no, the Mets, the Mets are four games this, this series because they're think, starting Thursday. I think this, yeah, this series is four, yeah. Um, but I mean that should be ten wins. Ten <laughs> wins? It should Come be on, ten Gar. wins. You win. You win seven out of three. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't even have to win seven out of three. If they win half those games. It doesn't matter. Like they're in the playoffs at this point. Like if they have a four and a half game lead with ten to go. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Come on. It's well. It's they're they're getting in. Like, do you think what's it? Two and a half? Is it four? It's four and a half now. Okay. So it was. I know it was two and a half lead so, on the next team. So they're getting yesterday. in. Giggity. 
Uh, yeah. Well, no, it's four. I think this morning when I looked, it was four. Four and a half. I don't know. Four and a half to get into the playoffs, but two. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, the Marlins are starting to fall a little bit. The Cubs are starting to lose. The Giants, I think, are pretty much done. They lost seven in a row, so they, they might be going out. The Reds, the Dimebacks are staying kind of hot right now. So those are probably the two teams you're, you're looking at right now. But yeah, we'll see. You know, the next team games is going to decide a lot. Um, you know. So what do you guys think about Lorenzen going to the bullpen? Have to do it for somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, since he had that no hitter, he's he struggled. Like yep. it's, it's been tough on him since then. Maybe, maybe. I'll tell you, like, I it's know. weird. The, the, the whole other than Wheeler, everybody's inconsistent. Mm-hmm. No one the, pitched good. Guess, no one pitched good the last year, and Yeah, I know he's, but he's inconsistent. You don't know if. Yeah, I mean, they're look. They now, probably went sixty percent. Jesus, no, he's, he's frozen. He's frozen, yeah. But I, you keep freezing, Mike. Like all the frustration with Noah, and then the things that irritate you about him. You need him going into the playoffs. You do. You need mm-hmm. him. Polsky said Gary's beard looks stunning tonight because all you can be to see is your beard in the camera. <laughs> That's because I stood up. There we go. There's better. <laughs> That's more gooder. Thanks, uh, Polsky. I was thinking that too when you stood up. I looked. I looked at the screen. I'm like, I ah, fuck, can't, just leave it. can't <laughs> see him. <laughs> now I'm gonna sit back down. <laughs> well, it's fine. It's set up properly now. Sort of. Can you still see me? Yeah, we can still see you. Yeah, you're good. Um, oh, Pulsey said, next time you freeze, flip the bird. Well, I don't want him freezing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Scott said, uh, we're doing shots at the bartending event. So, um, actually, Scott, Mike, yes, Mike, and, Mike and Gary that. are both going to be there with me. So, uh, that's... Ryan going? N- no. No. That's, I'm not going to get into that. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on there. Um, but, yeah, the three of us will be there. So, yeah, absolutely. We're, we're going we're gonna to have a good time. That's only a few weeks away. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's, that's October 8th, 8th. Right? Yeah, October 8th, Darren Dalton Foundation at a live casino. Um, yeah, should be should be a good time. I'm looking forward to it, big time. So, yeah, yes. Uh, Peterson said you don't know uh, which Noel is going to show up, and he's he's right about that. I mean, like you said, Wheeler's the only consistent guy. You need Noel in the playoffs, though. You, 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 you oh, yeah, it. if you don't get a good Noel in the playoffs, forget it. Last year in the playoffs, oh. I, I mean, and he 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 was he was sporadic during regular season last season as well. Towards the end, though, towards the end of the last season, because that was the anomaly, because he was always September struggles. Yes. And last year in September, he actually pitched pretty well. Yes. So we'll see if he he'll, may, he'll, maybe he'll, in the playoffs. He'll Turner. be okay. Yeah, I hope he'll so. He'll be okay. Suarez has been up and down, you know. But he's, he's battled injuries. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing about the bullpen, too. You got Alvarado who's, who's struggling uh, a little bit here and there. He actually had a one, two, three last night against and, the Braves. And last year, Alvarado and Dominguez, pff, lights out. Yeah, and Dominguez has come back from injury. Um, basically, Hoffman's been basically your... He's had one game where he gave up runs. One uh, game. It was last night or the night before. Uh, well, one game since when? His ERA wasn't zero before that. No, no, <laughs> no. But I'd say it was a few games. It was quite a yeah. few. Yeah. He, he's been he's been, solid. he's been really solid for him. Yeah, yeah. he's... 
He's almost been this versions of Scott Air. <laughs> no, he reminds me of Dave West. David West, yeah. That's what he reminds me of. Shit, I hope it doesn't end the same. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had to. It's too easy. What the fuck? Uh, that damn vet, man. That damn vet turf. West went north. <laughs> West went north. What the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we got to play, <laughs> play back our interview with Kane. Um, so we, we got to talk to um, Harry Callis' son, Kane Callis, uh, a couple nights ago. Um, we had a really good time uh, in chatting with him, talking about a poker, big-time poker player. I, I knew he was involved with poker quite a bit. I had no idea how involved with poker he was. Oh, yeah, like he th- th- was doing it for a living. Like World Series, like he's in the World Make Series. Make thousands. Yeah, he'll tell it a story. Um, this is, yeah, I, the, you got to hang out for the pretzel part. Yeah, the pretzel, the pretzel thing is pretty cool. Uh, Dave Peterson said, I want to set the record straight here. The Phillies are going to the series, and the Eagles will be popping corks in, in the Legion Stadium in Las Vegas. Wow. All right, Dave. I like your confidence. Dave, I, I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, it well, is, I like the enthusiasm it, as well. but It was encouraging, though, that the Phillies were able to, hit, to stick with the Braves in the last six games. Um, they really did stick with them. And uh, so that's, that's it's an encouraging sign for sure. I know the Braves kind of took the foot off the gas a little bit, but the other thing is, um, yeah, the other thing is that um, I forget what I was going to say now. Is you fucking comment? God damn it! They're bats. That their bats get going, and once I mean they're popping home runs left and right. Once they do that, man, they're going to be hard to beat. And remember last year going to the playoffs against the Cardinals, we weren't a hundred percent sure they were going to win that series. The Atlanta Braves are going to cause damage. Yeah, they were yeah. You're going to get damage from the Atlanta Braves. You've got to do your best to minimize the damage that mm-hmm. they cause. Mm-hmm. But the same with us. The, you're going to give up home runs. The you're, same Matt, with us. Matt Olson, you're going to give up home run to yeah. Matt Olson. Acuna's going to kill you. Just minimize it. Yes. Hold them. If you hold them, you know, below five or something. Right. You know. Um, I guess I guess yeah. Mark, Mark wants to hear it. He said, uh, bats, Joe Boo. Fuck you, Joe Boo. I do it myself. Yeah. Sean's got the baby blue going. The, the Phil's got the baby blue going tonight. Yeah. Solid. Throwback Thursday. Throwback Thursday, man. I got a Schmitty on. Nice. Schmitty jersey. It's, yeah. a, it's a zip up. Schmitty jersey up. Uh, oh, right. It's a zip up, too. That's what Pete Rose said. <laughs> oh, good for you. All right. So uh, let's let's do it. Here's the interview with uh, Mr. King Callis. This was a, a really good good time we we um that we had with them it's about a half hour long so hope you guys enjoy it and uh here you go we are here with kane callis uh this this should be fun i've been looking forward to this for a little bit of time here um actually kane and i uh i met you uh last october at the darren dalton foundation at uh casino live in philly um and um i'll I'll be attending again this year i don't know if, if you're playing on it Awesome. Yeah. No, that's a that's a great event they do at, at live with Darren Dalton Foundation, a celebrity bartending event. I'm not going to make it this year because I got a wedding in Peru to go to. But oh, shit. Peru. Yeah. <laughs> Peru. Yeah. Or the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. But it was, it was such a pleasure talking to you then. And I, and I knew I had to get you on the show. And uh, thanks so much for coming, you know, taking the time out and talking to us today. Yeah, of course. 
So um, you, I, I didn't realize I, I was you kind of snuck this one in there. You just came out with an album a couple months ago. Hi, ho. I did. That's awesome. Yeah, so, yeah I, I released the album in April. Uh, here it is right here. It's uh, called High Hopes, and it's a dedication to my father, Harry Callis, and the city of Philadelphia. And it's actually a project that I, I worked on for several years leading up to it. I mean, I really went all out here because I wanted the quality of the music to be as, as good as possible. And uh, so, you know, I've been singing my whole life. My father loved to sing. What's great about the album is it's all so every single song on the album had a unique, special meaning to that. And um, so if you buy a physical copy of the album, you'll get uh, you'll have like a, a little booklet that tells you exactly breaks down exactly how each song related to my father. And it's it's standards. It's jazz. It's, it's like Sinatra type stuff. Uh, really, really great stuff. It was so much fun to do. And then in honoring Philadelphia, I hired all local, all tri-state area musicians. I mean, these guys are phenomenal. I hired over 50 local musicians, and these are just some really, really fantastic jazz and standard players. So you guys should really check it out. You can buy it at kingcallis.com. Um, it's also available for streaming anywhere you stream your music. King Callis, I hope. That's awesome. Kane, I, uh, what, obviously, I mean, the, the, the good voice, the voice is in the genes, right? But how old are you when you said, wow, you know what? I, I think I can, I, I could be a crooner. I can, I can wear out <laughs> songs here. Like, how, you know, at what's, at what point did you think singing was, was uh, going to be something for you can, you know, something you can do? So I didn't really sing much at all until I got to middle school. And then I went to a small private middle school um, in media called Benchmark. And it was so small that they forced you to be part of the musical. I'm like, well, if they're going to force me to do this, you know, I guess I better try to do it well. I went and got voice lessons. And uh, the rest was history. I, I found a classical uh, coach and um, developed kind of a classical singing style. Uh, and yeah, that was awesome. But in making this album, you know, singing standards and singing jazz, it's a little bit more like on the popular music side than, than classical, you know. And, and so it was a very uh, unique experience kind of learning the differences in in terms of uh, performing that style of music versus what I was accustomed to, which was classical music, opera, and musical theater. That's awesome. And like, so you said your dad loved to sing. Um, but did, did, did he like play anything or did he just sing? I don't know if he played any instruments or anything like that. And, and if oh. not, like, yeah. No, he no. didn't play any instruments. Neither do I. I tried to play the violin and piano just but not in our blood, I guess. But the voice, the singing voice, and the love for, for entertaining and performing it is. And so that's why a lot of these songs, like, you know, On the Way to Cape May, I probably heard my dad sing that song every every day of my life. I mean, he would just walk around the house humming that song. He used to go to a local piano bar, and he'd sing. He loved Guys and Dolls. He'd sing a lot of Guys and Dolls. That's why there's a number of songs from the musical Guys and Dolls on the album, including the eponymous title, Called Guys and Dolls, where I'm joined by um, two two singers, Lou Brody, a, a very local, uh, talented musician, but also Joe Conklin, the comedian, mm -hmm. makes a uh, a debut, uh, his singing debut, I guess, on an album uh, in my album. We also have the Eagles' uh, victory song on there, "Fly Eagles Fly," and we got a nice little voiceover from Meryl Reese uh, in the beginning of that. So, so it's really cool how many people uh, got involved. Fantastic! That's awesome. So you're still local, then, right? I live in Puerto Rico, 
but I do spend a lot of time in, in, in Philadelphia. I, I come back there. I, I did all my recording um, in Philadelphia for the album. And then I come back there to sing at the Phillies games frequently. And I still have a lot of friends and family in the area. So do you yeah. have, you don't own a home there? You just kind of have a either friends, no. family, friends, or, you know, just kind of lodge it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whenever, whenever I'm in Philly, I just stay with friends or whatever, catch up, you know, I prefer that, you know, just come back and catch up with my friends. It's always nice to, to stay with them. It gives me more time to do that. I love the fact that they that the Phillies have you come back every home opener pretty much and, and you know sing sing uh, either the national anthem or God bless America whatever it may be at that time and, and especially out with the statue next to your dad I, it's such a the Phillies do a lot of things really right really the right way I should say and and um, that's one thing they definitely do and it's it's emotional because he you know you I don't have to tell you but you know he. he it meant a lot to, to the city and a lot of the Phillies fans and he's the voice of our generation and um, many generations. So it's, it's still pretty cool that they're, they don't forget that and they keep that going. It's awesome. It's awesome. And you know what else they haven't forgotten is, you know, my father singing high hopes after every home win. <laughs> I mean, that's just such an unbelievable, it's such an amazing tradition. Um, yeah, for sure. And it makes me even more motivated whenever I'm in town to want to go to the games and to root even harder for Phils to win, so that I could I could you know see my dad on that big screen, uh, you know, performing high hopes uh, as he as he loved to do and as he loved to to entertain. Um, but yeah, it's been nine consecutive years that I've done the home opener uh, for the Phillies, and then for even longer than that, they've been inviting me whenever they make the playoffs um, mm. to uh, to come and sing. And I had the honor and the privilege of singing at the World Series last year. Uh, which was an unbelievable experience. It was the first time I'd ever done that. It was totally electric, <laughs> and it was uh, it was so much fun. But I actually, in the process of making a High Hopes the album, I I made a little mini documentary about the purpose of the album, but also my dad and and the city of Philadelphia and what he meant to the city of Philadelphia and how this relates to him. And you could go on YouTube and check that out on my YouTube channel. Uh, it's called High Hopes. Remember. Remembering a Legend is the name of the, the documentary. That's awesome. Well, hopefully they have you back in a few weeks because they have a 99 Did you book your flight yet? Yeah. <laughs> They're making the playoffs. So. They are. It's a, an exciting time. Um, how, we, you know, we kind of fared our own in a few of those games against the Braves, but it's, you know, once we get deeper into the playoffs, I'm a little concerned that it, it might be tough. You know, last year we kind of just glided our way through to the World Series, no problem. We had very little resistance from first the Cardinals, then the Padres, and the Braves, right? So mm-hmm. hopefully we could we could do that again. It would be amazing. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah, sure. So I, we're, this is crazy. I, I had no idea until, I guess, a couple months ago uh, when I was talking to you and you're like, hey, I'm, yeah, I can't do it this time, maybe in a couple months because I'm doing the World Series of Poker. I was like, wait, wait oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you're. Yeah, so th- this, is, gambler, huh? this is definitely something in Mike and I's wheelhouse. We love Texas Hold'em, and I, I there's so many questions, but like I had no idea. Like you, you won the biggest televised pot ever, two point one something around that. Um, yeah, two two point one seven million. Yeah, that was in 2018. I think since then there have been larger televised pots. But yeah, that that was a game, okay. uh, a cash game, part of the Triton series of poker in Montenegro. And um, 
that was such a cool experience because I was playing with in that game with so many of the legends of the game. Phil Ivey, Patrick Antonius, Daniel Jungleman, Cates, uh, Nikita Baziukowski, who's one of the, the toughest players from Belarus, all at the table, Tom Juan. Um, so it was, uh, it was a hell of an experience. And the reason why I was able to play in that game, because at the, at the high stakes in poker, there's a lot of kind of politics involved in who gets a seat in the game, who is able to play. And I played poker for a living for over 10 years, uh, was very successful at it. But ultimately, in, in around 2018, I moved on to investing. And part of the reason why I made that my primary uh, way I, I make my living today is, is because it, it just became very hard to get into some of the best poker games in the world. Once they know you're a talented, good player, uh, you're just shut out of a lot of those games. But fortunately, with this game at Triton, they reached out to me to broadcast the Triton series of poker. It was actually the first time they were doing a live stream. And I said, yeah, I'd love to do it, but um, I want to see it in the big game at the end of the series. And, and they agreed to that. And so I was able to get a, get a seat in that game and, and play and make a very memorable, uh, you know, televised poker moment, I think. So it was great. So that's interesting that you're talking about the fact that it's all it's there's so much politics that like when you get good enough they shut you out like the best players don't want to play against like players that are not as well known but really talented players is that kind of how it goes? Unfortunately, what's happened in the poker community is it used to be you know people just went to their casino and they played poker and the people who uh, you know were the uh, the players that the game ran around, the players who don't play for a living, the amateurs, they would just go, you know, some of them wanted to play high stakes, and so there would be high stakes games running in the casino. What happened over time is you had people who made a living by kind of coaching those players out of the casino games, running their own private game, and then tailoring the game to not be as difficult. So now the amateur likes that because he's losing less money less quickly, you also have more of a party environment there in these private games, so the amateur likes that as well. And so basically people have kind of taken the you know players who are the fun players and from the ecosystem, removed them from the ecosystem, put them in private games. And then if you're a professional, the only way you can get into this game is one, if you're running the game, or two, if you're going to bring another fun player into the game, mm. right? Um, and, wow. and so that, yeah, that's really, it's... It's really become kind of, you know, I didn't really want to have be part of that for a couple of reasons. Uh, the main one is that, you know, I do have people in my network who enjoy playing poker who are wealthy, but they play reasonable stakes. And, you know, I, I don't want to push them to play a game that's bigger than what they would play. Because, you know, they're, they're fun players, they're amateur players, and they're my friends. And I, I would never want to be in a situation where I'm encouraging my friends to do something that, where I know they're going to lose money, right? So um, that's number one. Number two, there's a lot of shadiness that goes on in the private games. You know, when a, when a casino is is hosting a game, you can be pretty sure uh, that it's a legit game. Whereas in these private games, a lot of times, you know, there's marked cards. There's actually decks that have RFID readers in them where other ways people can cheat. And so you got to be on the lookout for just so many things. And the rate in these games are astronomical, so... Uh, there's a lot of issues with with the private with the private game scene. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure, and, and it can get dangerous too. I'm sure at times, you know, like you know, hear about stuff, but yeah, geez, certainly, yeah, drinking involved and everything else. Yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, uh, 
I guess I have two things. First of all, uh, World Series of Poker, I'm not particularly good at it, but that's a buck list for me. Just yeah. don't want time just to play it. Um, just you want to play the main, the main events or one of the side events? No, I think I'd probably go for the main event. You know, I'll yeah. survive as long as I can. Like, I wouldn't expect anything big out of it, but... Yeah, I've, uh, I've played the main event every year since turning 21. And um, I've now cashed, I believe, four times. That would be four out of 13 times that I've entered the main events. Um, the deepest finish I ever had was 115 in, in the main event. But these days, I really love the World Series poker because uh, as it, it got, as poker became more and more um, political, the way I described, I basically, in order to continue playing for a living, I, I had to basically learn every form of poker because. When I learned Potlum in Omaha, the people were happy to have me in their game because I was just learning. Mm-hmm. I learned mixed games, you know, seven-card stud in Omaha, eight or better. They were happy to have me in, the, in their game because I was just learning. And also in mixed games, it's a smaller player pool, so it's actually a little easier to get a, to get a game at the higher stakes. Um, and so what's great about the World Series of Poker is there's tournaments for all different types of games, all different buy-in levels, tournament for everybody. So when I'm, when I'm out there, I'm just concentrating on poker for, uh, you know, basically two months. It's basically a six to seven week thing. Most people don't know this, but there are like 90 some or a hundred World Series poker tournaments during that time period. And wow. uh, so I, I, yeah, I try to grind, uh, grind really hard while I'm out there and I just have so much fun doing it. Yeah, even though it's no longer the primary way that I make a living these days, it's, it's still good supplemental income and I love just staying sharp with it. So 2.17 million, like what, is your what's going through your mind as you are playing a hand that's worth two point one seven? Did you have like the nuts, or did you like was was it like what are you thinking while while you're in a hand like that? I had I, I turned the effective nuts. It was it was a really interesting spot because um, because uh, somebody ran Jason Coon raised who's a fantastic player. Somebody else called preflop another maybe the best player in the game one of the best players in the world at the time, Nikita Batsikowski. I re-raised with pocket tens. Then Jason Kuhn came back over the top. Nikita Batsikowski folded. I called, so now it's heads up. And the board came three low cards. I think it was like um, three, four, six, something like that. And, right. Uh, you're feeling I, good about the fact that, you know, your tents are standing, holding up. Well, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good because he can have, he could play ace-king that way. He could, he could be bluffing that way pre-flop. But then he can also have pocket queens, pocket kings, and pocket aces. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we're, it's a little bit dicey here, right? But I ch- but it's still an overpair. I'm not going anywhere, right? So I check, and he, he continuation bets, I call. And then the turn comes to 10. Um, so, you know, we make the effective yeah. nuts, right? He could have he could have a straight or something. But I check, he, he bets again, and, and we just call. Our hand is, you know, basically very, very strong. Um, there's no reason to, to be raising here. And then the river came an ace, and it turns out he rivered a pair of aces, and I checked. He shoved all in for value, and I, I beat him into the pot uh, mm. with my set of tens. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and he's got to be looking at it like there's there's nothing, there's no pair on the boards. Like, the only thing that's going to beat him is the trips. My like, hand really looked like, like pocket jacks or pocket queens to him, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, he had a queen in his hand, which makes me having pocket queens less likely, but Maybe a hand like pocket jacks. Maybe I could even have pocket kings and just fall pre flop. Mm-hmm. Probably not. Probably would have gone all in. But I think in his head, you know, I, I, I have pocket jacks, pocket queens, and he was going for the for the value bet on the river. 
Oh, man. I, I, can't, I can't imagine. <laughs> what is, what's, like, is there a pit in your stomach? I'm mean, like, you technically could lose that hand. You could have pocket aces and tripped off aces on you. I was very confident. Yeah, that's true. That's the most likely hand that beats me, right? He, he could have ripped, but there's just never any folding. I mean, my hand's so strong. I actually, I was expecting to, to see a bluff because the board ran out pretty favorable for him for him to bluff. You know when that when that right. ace comes on the river because I just don't play many aces that that way. Um, you know, like he'd expect me to fold ace king on the, the if not the flop the turn most likely. He'd expect sure. me to fold ace queen. So when the river comes an ace, I'm I'm kind of licking my chops, thinking if he has a bluff, if he had with a good hand of bluff here would be like seven eight, right? Let's say he had seven eight, he flopped a gut shot, he turned right. a double gutter, you know, and then he mm -hmm. just completely whiffed on the river the ace. Uh, you know, great card for him to bluff. So I was, I was pretty happy to, to put my chips in the pot. And as soon as he shoved, he was value betting. But because I snap called, he knew, yeah, he knew that his ace queen wasn't mm. good at that point. You know? Yeah. So we all remember. Well, I mean, that's that's a hard one not to forget. Um, but we all remember like hands we win, but it's always that one you lose that sticks with you. Do you do you have a really bad beat that? <laughs> I know. I have to. I have to. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if there's one that. Well, okay. So the year I got 115th in the World Series of Poker main event, that was the year that another local guy, Joe McKeon, ended up winning the main event. And I was actually at his table at the time with a third local guy from Philly who plays at Parks, more of a fun player. Hmm. And I was be. I was kind of the table captain at this point. In, in the game, I, I probably had a top 20 or 30 stack in the main event. So this is a huge spot to be in. I mean, first place in this thing this year, I think, was 8 million or something crazy, right? So every decision, every chip is just very important. And this other local guy um, who played who I played with at Parks, I think he wanted to put his foot down at some point. And I've been three-betting. I've been playing aggressive. So he, he raised, and I re-raised with Pocket Kings pre-flop very deep. Um, maybe about 90 big blinds deep effective. I had about 130 big blinds. He had 92. Comes back to him, he just goes all in. Right? So I, I snap called with my pocket kings, and he had ace five of spades. Oof. Boom. He hits the, uh, I think he had hit an ace. And, uh, you know, so that brought me way down, and it could have been, could have changed the course of history. Who knows? <laughs> okay. But they, you know, chip in a chair, you know, like you, you never, you're never out and you can never get too high. And, uh, but that's, wow. That's pretty wild. I, I still can't get over the other story, man. That's nuts. I, I can't, I can't imagine what my, what I'd be feeling. Like you like to think you would have ice in your veins until you're in that spot and you're just, nah. not. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the, one of the most interesting things I've seen in a poker table in terms of, for me, it, it's always fundamentals first, mathematical fundamentals first, library second, you know, and, but I was playing in a big game at, in Bobby's room against uh, a couple of very strong players. So one was a very good online player who didn't have much live experience. And then another one was Sam Sobrel, who is a live professional poker player, very known for his ability to pick up reads on his opponents. And there was a spot where the two of them are in a hand and the online player goes all in. Sam Sobrel's contemplating a call with a bluff catcher. And he's just in the tank for 
minutes, minutes, and the guy's not giving him away. Sam's trying to talk to him. He's, you know, the guy's just completely stony-faced, right? And a cocktail waitress walks by, and Sam's like, hey, can I have those pretzels? And she's like, oh, no, they're somebody else. He's like, here, here's, here's $200. Give me the pretzels. He takes them. He opens up the pretzels. He takes a pretzel out, and he chucks it at this guy, right? He just chucks it at the guy who went all in. It hits him in the face, and the guy just sits there, stony face after the pretzel hits him in the face, and Sam says, I call and Sam wins with a bluff catcher, right? So I guess the read was that if the guy had a real hand, he would have reacted a little bit to the pretzel oh. hitting him in the face. But I thought that was such a, like, that could be out wow. of the movie. Wow. Yeah, really. Yeah, the Oreo, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, definitely a, definitely a, a different, uh, a different uh, level of intelligence goes into, you know, um, the higher, the higher stakes, the higher, uh, level players of the in the world um because they're thinking how many steps ahead as opposed to mike and i who you know we'll do a house game and we, we do okay we, we think we know how to play but not against yeah i mean if i go uh, to parks i'm not different. i'm not fair well yeah i mean i'm not quite there yet um well i mean i may never be there i mean i i don't yeah i'm pretty good with math but i'm not with the i can't run the numbers the way that the professionals can and yeah. I guess the other question is like how how often do you get a read off of someone like, a, like a, phys- a physical read a live read um, most of the time you don't have that information most of the time you're making decisions based on frequency reads so what that means is they should be opening under the gun in a six-handed game with let's say you know 18% of hands 17% of hands but instead they're opening under the gun with 25% of hands so my read there is that their range is going to be too wide, right? Um, maybe I see them, something very common is amateurs tend to under bluff the river just in general. So if I see a hand where they bet the flop, they bet the turn, and then on the river they check with a hand back with a hand that could never win a showdown and that also is a hand they should be bluffing with, right? Then I'm going to take that as a read. Whereas next time, you know, we make it to the river, they go all in, even if I have a very strong hand, now I'm thinking, wait a second, you might not ever be bluffing. Here. Right? Yeah. So those are the main reads. But then there, you can pick up on live reads, specifically when you're playing with amateurs and when you're playing with people who are really emotionally invested in what will happen in the game. A lot of professionals you know, have done it for so long that um, that, that emotional investment, it, you know, they're not emotionally tied to any outcome in any one hand, so you're not going to get the same type of reads. Um, one of my, one I, I like to use is, uh, especially among amateurs is let's say somebody raises in a tournament and I'm trying to figure out like how many chips they have and they're kind of covering their chips. And I say, can I see your chips? And then they kind of have their, their chips in a, in a row and they push them forward a bit towards the pot. What they're, what they're subtly indicating is I'm ready to go all in. Yeah. And normally it's the opposite, right? Strong is weak, weak is strong. So normally, I know that they're a little bit weaker when they when they do that and they push the chips forward. Hmm. I, I can I can kind of understand that. You're you're trying to, um, you know, it's kind of like the reverse psychology thing. Like I'm gonna, and then maybe they don't realize they're doing that, right? But the reason to to come up with a a read, it's very situation based, right? The way that people react. That that same player could be in a cash game and a home game, and that read's not going to be there. The reads are going to be totally different, right? It's like, for whatever reason, when people are in tournaments, they're a little more buttoned up, and they act differently. 
whereas in a cash game, one of my favorite reads back in the day is, is if, a, if you're a professional and you raise pot and then you're like messing around on your phone or like looking at somebody who just texted you, even though that seems like you're saying you're weak, it actually is weak because you're just in the grind. You're not, you're not thinking about what you're doing. You're, you're just uh, kind of in grind mode now. Whereas the guy in the tournament, he's thinking, okay, what should I be? How should I be acting right now? What should I be doing? Right. The other one is just an authentic reaction. He, he saw something on his phone. If he would have had pocket kings or pocket aces, he wouldn't be checking his phone. He'd be thinking about the hand, right? But because he was raising the jack nine suited, he's like, okay, I'm gonna check out, you know, whoever. Let's see what happens. Let's see how this rolls. Let's out. see how the flop rolls out. Yeah, I'm not really too worried about it one way or the other. Like if it, mm-hmm. if, it if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll just fold. Yeah. Before we, uh, I, I got, I got, you know, we don't want to keep you too long. Can we? Again, we really appreciate you taking the time out here and, and talking to us tonight. Um, uh, I have one more, and then Mike, uh, if you have another one. But um, I guess for the uh, for the listeners out there, um, you know, who, who listened to your dad for all those years, do you do you have a uh, maybe a specific story that you like to share with the fans of Philadelphia about your dad? Um, <laughs> I don't. I, I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot there, but no, that's uh, well, a personal story I have is, um, you know, dad was beloved and known all all over Philadelphia, but I think. Sometimes he didn't really realize how, when we were in public, everybody kind of knew who he was and everybody kind of paid attention because he would, he would dress a certain way, obviously his voice, right? So we went to uh, a teppanyaki restaurant called Hibachi at Springfield. I'm not sure if it's still there, but they're, they're where they cook in front of you. It's a Hibachi style restaurant and it's me. And uh, my just me and my dad and I think one of my friends and we're sitting at a table with other people, right? So dad has no idea, but I noticed throughout the dinner, people, other people at the table are saying, oh, it's Harry Cowles, it's Harry Cowles. No, <laughs> looking around and I'm seeing people at other tables. And the, the teppanyaki chef, you know, finishes his thing and he says, thank you. And my dad, you know, and I'm kind of young at this time, so I'm like, dad, don't do anything to embarrass me. My dad stands up and starts giving this this teppanyaki chef a standing <laughs> ovation. And I'm like, oh my god! But then I start looking around. Everybody else is like, wait, Harry Callis is standing up, and they start standing. So now our whole table, other than oh, me and wow. my friend, is giving this guy a standing ovation. But then I look around the restaurant, and all the other tables start standing up. So now the whole room must have been, you know, ten different tables is all standing up, just giving a standing ovation to this. Uh, to this sushi chef, this teppanyaki chef. So yeah, that was pretty fun. I, 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 I told, I told you when I met you last year, the story, um, and I've talked about it on the show many times, but I, I was down in Clearwater. I actually got into an elevator and he walked in. You must, you were, you're, you're how old? You came? 34. You're 34. Yeah. So that, I mean, you were, you were pretty young. I, I was 16 or so. I'm 42. So, uh, so you're, you were pretty young at the time. You were, I think you were there though, because I think you were down there with him, if I'm not mistaken. Because um, I remember I met you and and he the very next day. But anyway, he gets on the elevator and uh, I'm looking over, I'm like, nah, there's no way, there's no way. There's and he gets off and the door's open. I have a nice day. And I'm like, oh no, and the door's shut. I was so <laughs> upset. I'm like, no, you idiot, you were just on the elevator. And then we we ran into you guys the next day in the parking lot, and he just sat there and talked to us. Um, for like 10, 15 minutes about the Phillies, about whatever. It was me and my grandfather. It was yeah. such an awesome experience. And that was my one and only time, you know, getting to talk to him. And I enjoyed every second of it. it I mean, my cool. my dad just 
loved the fans. I mean, so, some people who have who are more like in the spotlight or who have like some celebrity status, like they might pretend to love the fans. My dad just loved the city. He loved sports. He loved the fans, and it was legitimate. It, it was to the point where if I went to the ballpark, you know. I could drive with my dad, even though he showed up an hour before the game to get ready, an hour and a half before the game. That was fine. But getting home, I had to get my mother to pick me up because dad would stay and sign every last autograph and talk to her. I mean, it would be, you know, midnight, 1 a.m. by the time he, he got out of there. When he when he used to, after the game, he would sign, he would wait and sign every single last autograph until the very end. You know, even at the end, he was dealing with some health problems and, you know, he just loved it. He just... Yeah. Love Philadelphia sports, love the fans, and um, I, you know, I I learned a lot from that. You know, he was he was a, he was a great example in the way to treat people. That's great. Yeah, I mean, that's they they kept that under wraps a little bit, like any anything going on with his health problems. But he he did get to call that that World Series um, game. Uh, how was the? How was that? Exp- oh, uh-oh. the internet. You know, okay, Mike, do it again. Sorry. Yeah, I said, how was his? experience in the um, World Series. Yeah. So it wasn't the Phillies keeping it under wraps as much as my dad. I mean, my dad was the kind of guy who didn't matter what was going on with him medically. He said, oh, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. I'm like, Dad, I don't know. You, you, you look a little bit under the weather. Maybe see a doctor. So it was, it was really him. He just lived for sports. He just wanted to keep going and he, he just never really uh, thought about thought about it in that way. You know, I don't. Apparently, I read a study that men are less likely to go to the doctor than, than women, right? So That's why <laughs> my, dad's, my dad's like, I just want to go watch the game. I just want to go call the game, you know? Um, yeah. But the World Series was unbelievable. It was especially cool because my brother Todd, who was a reporter for the Rays at the time, uh, was in town for that for that World Series. And uh, so you had father and son, and I think they actually got to uh, broadcast an inning on air together. But then in the end, you know, the victory from the Phillies, I mean, it was just pure euphoria for my dad because it had been so many seasons it had been so long since the Phillies were competitive at that point right and every year I mean it didn't matter there were some years where we were just we had no chance going into the season right I remember I must have been like nine or ten at the time but there was one season where our catcher was Johnny Estrada Mm -hmm. and we had Desi Roliford at short we we just weren't gonna we just weren't gonna score any runs right going into the season I was like you know, Dad, how are you feeling? He's like, I feel great, son. I think uh, I think we're going to get it done. I think we can win the division. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but he was just an eternal optimist. Uh, that's great. And the players loved him. So we, we've had quite a few players from the 08 team and, and players from the 93 team. You know, well, you know, Wes Chamberlain, obviously, who was at the event uh, last year as well. A couple other guys from that team. But uh, they all had nothing but great things to say about them and great experiences and shared some stories. So. Yeah. I guess the other question that I have is like, how was it growing up with the celebrity dad, not only from the everybody recognizing him, but from him not being around all the time? Did you find that a struggle? I mean, I always would have liked more time with my dad, you know, and um, but I'd say that that did a fantastic job when he was around. Just That's awesome spending family time you know it's it's like he didn't he never missed like one of my musicals when i was in growing up uh you know and then it was i started to have success in poker shortly before he passed away 
Um, I was 20 years old when, when he passed away and I was 18, 19 years old when I started to really ascend in the poker world. And so him following along with that was, uh, was pretty cool and pretty fun to watch because my father, uh, enjoyed gambling, but he, he was a, a recreational gambler. He was a, a casual gambler. And so coming into it in his head, it's like, oh, my son's going down a very, very bad path here. And then to kind of watch him just, you know, just hear him, you know, say to my mom, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I mean, how could, at some point it's bound to turn around. It's like, no, no dad, poker is different than other forms of gambling because you're playing against the other players. Uh, It's not the same as, um, as playing roulette or or blackjack or anything else. So it was cool to, to get that, but he, he did, he, he was a great dad and he really did love, you know, all of, all of his sons um, a lot. That's awesome. Well, Kane, um, we appreciate it so much. And one more time for the people, they can get your album, High Hopes, at KaneCallis.com. Yeah, High Hopes, KaneCallis.com. Um, follow me on, on social media. I'm Kane Callis everywhere. And in addition, you can stream it anywhere you stream your music, Spotify, Apple Music, um, anywhere. And then in addition to that, check out my YouTube channel. Go check out that documentary, uh, High Hopes, Remembering a Legend. If for whatever reason, it hasn't gotten as many views as I would have expected, but it's really cool. It's a short 20-minute documentary about my dad, what he meant to the to the city. All the a bunch of uh, Philly alumni are in it uh, in the documentary. Ricky Metallico, Larry Boa, Larry Anderson. Um, so yeah, make sure you go check. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll have to uh, we'll have to share that as well on our page and stuff too for you. So. So, Kate, oh, I yeah. got one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, awesome. I, I, honest to God, this was not planned. I sit here anytime that I do online. My sister got this for me as a Christmas gift years ago. It's hanging on the wall within reach of where I do the show. <laughs> but it's all, it's all, um, it's all his quotes. It starts with like the, the high. Really? Yeah. Oh, love that. What did you guys have a favorite, a favorite call from my dad? Oh, man. Um, so I was a little young, but going back and listening to it, the raw emotion in his voice for Michael Jack's 500 was awesome. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the doubleheader win at the Padres, Mitch Williams, 1993, uh, Mitchie Poo. I, I just love that. That's song. a great one. Yeah, that's a I great one. That. That's a classic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, obviously the go-to, you know, I had it as my ringtone, the, the World Series call, was, mm-hmm. but, you know, that's too easy. Um, I, I think I would go, you know, second would be the Chase Utley, you are the man call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Being like, you know, Chase Utley was one of my favorite players and, you know, just, yeah. That's a great one where he just, where he just scored from first base, right? <laughs> you Amazing. are the man. And we always, always loved, like, um, Whenever I, I I've seen Mickey Morandini several times over the years, and, and anytime I see him, I just think of your dad, Morandini. The way he would say it, like I know I'm, I'm like, I don't mean to insult. Like I hope I'm not insulting you by trying to impersonate your not dad. Not at all. That was pretty good. But, uh, but uh, the way he would do that, pronunciate it, and so uh, it was it was just so awesome, man. It was just uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. My my favorite call was uh, Tommy's 400 because he kind of crescendos into it throughout the call. And you could tell he's just so excited. Tommy was beloved uh, in the clubhouse. Sure. And uh, so when that happened, you could tell my dad was just so euphoric for him on a personal level. And and I think the call was, could it be? Could it be? It (laughs) is out of here. And I just love the build up to that. (laughs) That's great. Awesome. 
Oh, man. Yeah. Well, Kane, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, yeah, this is awesome, man. Great, yeah, great this, this was this was a great time. Yeah, thanks, we, guys. We really appreciate it, and uh, hopefully the fans will, will like it as well. So uh, go check out Kane's album. Go check out the YouTube video. We're going to reshare that. And uh, For yeah. sure. Thank you so much, man. Good stuff. Thank you, guys. Go Phils. I wish you luck with, I wish you luck with poker, but I don't know if you need it. <laughs> <laughs> go Phils and go Birds. Yeah, right right. Now. That's right. Yeah, you got to love it. got to love it. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. All right. So there it was, the uh, interview that Mike and I got to do with Mr. King Cows. Well done, man. Thanks, man. Well done. Dude, I, I was, I got to be honest, I was beat on Tuesday night. And I, I, I thought I was start. I mean, I, there was a couple nah, parts there that well. I felt like when I, when I left, I logged off that night. I went, oh, I fucked that interview up because I did not feel right. Like, I just felt exhausted. Listen to back. It was fine. Well, Tuesdays suck. No, and... Like, Mondays ain't bad, but yeah. Tuesdays I'll tell you suck. what, this Thursday night feels like a fucking Friday to me. Yeah, let's drink up. Yeah. So, uh, we got a lot of comments here, well man. Well done, Mike. Yeah, dude. Mike, uh, Mike, I never got to really the tell you, man. That, the end of that, Mike, yeah. that question was fucking fantastic. Yeah, I thought that was a great question, dude, about his dad. and You know, it was tough. Um, a, lot of, a lot of comments coming in. Great interview. Great segment. Um, Ryan, the, uh, the part-timer, said it. that was awesome. Uh, um, Jonesy's, Jonesy wants to know, where the hell is Gary and Ryan? Well, Gary's here, but he, he just didn't do the interview with us. Yeah, I was having a tough night that night. And uh, had a, we, yeah, and just, here it is, guys, just so that you guys don't think I'm how did right there. Dude, you know what? I messed up, man. I should have showed him this. I should have shown the little do- the little Harry doll I had here. Yeah, with your ball stains on it. <laughs> Why my ball? Why my ball? Are you rubbing your crock? Oh, uh, stop. Uh, Jay said, that was awesome. Kane is such a well-spoken, intelligent young man. Yes, he is. He really is, man. He's smart. Smart Very, dude, really man. Intelligent. He does not seem like a 34-year-old guy. He He carries himself like he's like. 50. I thought he was... He's a pure I, professional. I, no, I'm not saying it because he looks old. Because I don't think I look 42. I, I'm just... You know, but I don't. I don't think I look 42. I didn't think I didn't think he was that young. I thought he was a little older. Because I, you know, I got to meet him uh, last year, almost a year ago. He now. just carries himself like an older guy. Yeah. And uh, um, and here was, this is the great part. So, like, this is how I know he was. Gen- he's a genuinely nice person. And his dad was the same way. I, I never got to meet Todd, but... Um, I haven't met Todd, I should say, but um, the the thing was like when okay, I when I, I met him, there, there was I don't know three hundred people at this event, right? And him and I are talking. I told him the story when I met his dad, and you know, and he's oh you know whatever you know that's cool because he sang he sang the national anthem at the event, which is awesome. And he he walks away. I bet he's got some pipes. Oh, he can sing. Oh, he he he, dude, it's it's like operatic, like. I'm not even gonna try. You got to listen to the album. It's it's pretty good. Maybe I'll maybe I'll play out a song tonight with that. Hey, you so, got the album? No, no. Well, I can get a song on on there. Yeah. Okay. Um. So at the like 45 minutes later, he comes back and he goes, "Hey, Sean, how you doing?" And I was like, "Dude," and that like I was like, "Damn, man!" Like you met all these other people. You walked around, meet all these, and you come back and you remember my name. Like I don't know. I thought that was awesome. Not to like be like, oh. 
I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It just it just meant something. It was like, wow, that's pretty cool, you know. It, but not for me. It says a lot about him, and that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Like it says a lot about him and his character and how he. That story, uh, that part where he was talking about where his dad just stayed till one in the morning, signing autographs with fans. Yeah, like that's. And his dad didn't care. Oh call, wow! Call your mom. I'm going to be a while. <laughs> Pulsey said Sean's little brother. Yeah. <laughs> um, Peterson said his favorite Harry call was uh, Rob Demir's uh, walk off inside the park home run, April thirteenth, two thousand nine. Wow. I don't remember Bob Demir. You don't two- remember Bob Demir? Two thousand nine? No, he didn't play in two thousand nine. I think that the year. I think he got the year wrong, Dave, because two thousand nine he wasn't. That's no, maybe, he wasn't there. That's like eighty nine or something. Yeah, like yeah. Bob Denier did play for the Phillies, but you're going back. Yeah, that's way back. I think you're talking like eighty nine. But yeah, I, I don't remember that call. But but I used to love it. Mickey Morandini. You know, like that that whole emphasis on the on the name. Oh, so <laughs> so you got to watch the um, and, and we did share it on our page, um, the documentary that he put together. Um, is is pretty awesome. High hopes honor a legend. Okay, and it's on YouTube, and he it kind of shows him with his dad, and it's basically uh, it's basically about the album and why you know how the album came to be, and it's but it's pretty. It's, it's wild. all it's all Philly focused. Absolutely, but there's one part where he is in the booth, where Kane's in the booth, and he's trying to do announcing. And it was Albert Pujols' rookie season, <laughs> and he, and he they, they give him the sheet to read, and he goes now bat in, and he, Kane's probably like twelve, Albert Pujols or something, <laughs> and all the players start oh, oh yeah, I'm trying to think it was a Sar was it Sarge or was it Wheels, I forget who was with Harry. But they start laughing at him like, "Oh, it's okay, son. It's Albert Pools. You'll get, it. you know, he does the whole thing." <laughs> and they're laughing. Worry, it's all right. Uh, it was good, but yeah. Um, again, check it out. High hopes. Um, the album, and uh, go on YouTube and, and check out the documentary. High hopes. Um, yeah, he, he was fantastic. Uh, fantastic interview. And again, I didn't feel like it was my best work personally. <laughs> Uh, I was a little, I just wasn't, with, I was, well done, I was out of it, man. Well done. Thanks. I it, thought you were fine, man. I, yeah, watching back, it looked, it was better, but. I just hate the fact that I'm saying, um, and yeah, and you know, like 6,000 times on it, but. Again, you do, you do it on the podcast, too, so it doesn't matter. Hepatitis like <laughs> I'm kidding, dude. I'm freaking <laughs> balls. Five, fit, Dave, you weren't even close. You said nine April thirteenth, two thousand nine. Now it's, <laughs> now it's, now, now I'm going to call, no, fuck that. I'm calling him out on his. Wait a minute. Stats. Is he drinking? He should be drinking. Is he drinking? He should be. I hope he is. 5-15-89. They were down 2 nothing. Bob in the 12th. He had a three-run inside. Three-run inside the park home run to win 3-2. I got to break his balls a little bit because he's always coming out with stats, and now he's completely wrong on this. So what's he pulling him out of his ass? We have to, double, we have to fact check. Uh, just kidding. He could have be, been bullshitting us every time. We <laughs> he might have been. Oh, For the past two years. Been. He might have been. <laughs> Stupid fucking blabbermouth cunt. <laughs> a little louder for people in the back. Stupid fucking blabbermouth cunt. No, I'm just kidding. One dude. more time for the ham and egg. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And give your balls a tug, you tent fucker. 
We're just kidding, Dave. We love you. Well, he might be off his game because he's been going through some shit. I know. I'm breaking his stones. I hope I'm making him laugh. Uh, <laughs> Ryan said no, he's on herbal refreshments. <laughs> All right. So we talked Phillies. We talked with Kane. Um, it's At least time. he's more tentative to our needs, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the Eagles. Let's change gears here. Talk some Philadelphia Eagles. Let's recap the Minnesota game. Um, because we weren't right. Like I picked the Eagles to lose this game. No, we weren't on the. We were on the air. We we're on Thursday or Friday. We talked about the Vikings game last did, week. Did, did we? Yeah. Hope so. Yeah, we did a show on th- Friday. Well, anyway, let's recap it. They ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball. Run the ball, run the ball, run. All right, <laughs> run the ball. No, we did. We did talk about the Vikings game. So, um, yeah, I mean, they they just pounded the rock. I don't care how they did it. They found a way to win. They're two and zero. I don't care. Now we're going in to Tampa Bay on Monday night. Monday night football. And which, Tam- by the way, Tampa Bay's not a pushover. Yeah, yeah. I think their defense is uh, their defense is uh, tough. Man. Come on. Yeah. Uh, I am right. not worried, dude. I think the line's only four and a half, which is a disgrace. I got to be honest. Yeah. With you. I got to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> Dave said, by the way, the stat. That was the day the video uploaded. My bad. I second check and I'm wrong. I will tell you. Polsky <laughs> <laughs> uh, said, during one of your blackouts. Um, I think the line's only four and a half. That's which, all it is right now. That's. But it's, it's in Tampa. I don't care. That's, to me, that's, that's low. That's low to me. Yeah, it's four and a half. That's because the entire NFL season so far has been it's nothing but slop. It's nothing but slop. Yeah, I'm taking the Eagles plus four and a half. Like we got the, the Eagles are two and zero, oh, which is great. I'm not going to complain about it, but it's slop, dude. Like look, it's it, just slop. Look, it's it's a mess. It there's so much going on in the NFL right now. Cam Akers gets traded. Yep. Yeah, he gets traded to the Vikings. Dallas looks Trayvon, fucking dominant. Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs gets hurt. There's probably. Yeah, Diggs is out for the season. That, that that's that the Cowboys that, cornerback out for the that year. Hurt, that hurts Dallas. Yeah, that news broke today. Uh, tore his ACL during practice today. Um, that's huge, man. That hurts. Look, I, we're holding our breath. Look at all the injuries. Aaron Rodgers four plays into his Jets career. Yeah, but fuck him. It's I know. But four four game four plays like into you, his Jets debut. And he he messes up his his leg. Uh, so there we go. Peterson, yeah. Can we can we address the uh, ACL in the room? Diggs is gone. Um, yeah, I mean that's huge. That's huge for the for the Eagles. That, ACL that, should just be called another cunt ligament. <laughs> I got because they're always getting blown. I got it. <laughs> what? what? I don't know. What? Another cunt ligament. Oh my goodness. Um, it's that and the fucking and the Achilles. Barkley's hurt. Who else is out? Yeah, like Barkley's this? out. Sprain ankle. Uh, uh, Nick Chubb's injury was he might not brutal. Play, he Chubb might never play again. Nick Chubb. That's um, the same leg on, as he hurt in, in Georgia. Same injury. Three, I think three tears in his same knee. Same injury in Georgia. Yeah, he, be two surgeries, right? Yeah, he might be He might be done, dude. I, I don't. Wow, man. Well, there goes my uh, one of my picks for my crystal ball. Now, now he's I, dick, Nick, now I, he's dick slump. <laughs> <Big> slump. <laughs> I had him as uh, 
I think offensive player of the year or something like crystal ball. So that's I, maybe I'm wrong. No, I had Justin Jefferson. Where did I have Nick Chubb? I had Nick Chubb at something. I think offensive I, player of the year. No, I had Chubb, I had Jefferson. But that, didn't they get Kareem Hunt now? Yeah, you know what? You might be right, Mike. I think I had Jefferson as MVP, and Chubb as uh, which Ch- Jefferson's not going to win MVP. But I'm just throwing shit at the wall because. A wide receiver, first of all, is not going to win MVP, especially for a team that's not that good. You know, so I was just, you know, so I'm just going to throw it. I'm just going to, you know, let's retract the last ten minutes. I'm going to throw it all out. You know the what window. I noticed about Minnesota, they're missing Dalvin Cook. My article is a piece of shit. That's what my article is. <laughs> it's a piece of shit. What are you saying, Gary? Uh, the uh, Minnesota Vikings, they're missing Dalvin Cook. Uh, yeah. You get in my face with that, I'll beat your goddamn ass, you son of a bitch. You piece of shit. That's all I want to play right there in that poop, the, uh, piece of shit part. Oh, Dalvin Cook's piece yeah, of shit. Yeah. I no. don't understand why they – now they traded for Cam Akers to take his – but, yeah, Dalvin Cook's a damn good – damn good uh, running back. I don't understand why they got rid of him. Madison's not He was a Dalvin damn Cook. good running back in that system. Dalvin okay. Cook? Yeah. Dalvin Cook's a, a talent. He can do everything. He, he's he's a th- he's not going to strive in in New York. Why not? He's just not, dude. He's just not. Maybe I mean, he may- hasn't yet. Brees Hall has been the guy. But if, so if far, Aaron but- Rodgers was there, okay. Uh, yeah, he's not. I don't know. It's, it's sad. It's a shame. He's getting older though. Yeah, he's getting older. He's starting to you know injuries. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dave Peterson Monday night injury to Nick Chubb. Oh my God! Moment. Saw it live. It was brutal. Dude, I, that when that knee came back, immediately, uh, immediately. I hope you don't have it because I wasn't watching the game. I was doing something else. I was about to turn it on, and actually, Callie wrote me. He goes, "I hope you don't have Nick Chubb in any fantasy leagues." I was like, "I do," and I'm like, "Oh boy!" And I turn it on. And I went, "Oh crap!" Uh, so what I did, go right to the waiver wire and picked up uh, Ford, Jerome Ford. So and then and then Ford ends up going nuts. Oh, Scott Air and Ryan like a rock. Both said, like a rock. Boom. Boom yep. bomber. What's the score, Mike? 3 2. Okay. They, they, Ranger gave right the two runs right back. A couple, like, dink and dunk, you know, hits just under gloves and stuff. Can't lose against the, can't lose to the Mets. Uh, you know what? It doesn't matter. It, it, two, two out of three. You went two out of three against the Mets. You went, or uh, it's four it's games. A four game it's four series, series again. Now you got to win three out of four. You got to win three out of four. At home, you better. The Mets are playing a little bit. Uh, I'm good right now. Yeah, uh, the Mets have been playing a little bit better though. Lately, towards the you know they wait till the end of the season. Like Brandon Nimmo's like hitting hitting a little bit more. And, um, but it doesn't matter. And and the Mets always play the Phillies tough. They just do. It's just that's the way it is. Yeah. Uh, Scotty, this is see. This is why. This is why yep. you get Philadelphia, man. <laughs> Mets suck. Absolutely. That's right. Um, so do the Giants. I don't know what they're up to right now. Lost seven they look terrible. They lost seven in a row. Yep. Who did? Giants. Oh, the Mets did? Oh, no, the, oh, the, oh you're talking about the New York Giants. Oh, well, they suck too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anything yeah. with an NY in front of it is bullshit. Anything <laughs> Did you hear that? All right. No Yank. He's kind of off the mic. I couldn't really hear. I, I can hear. Nah, I can right. hear. Yeah, no, I right. got it. All right. Um, Fuck New York. So, let's talk about the Eagles game. Because, you know, we don't have all night. You know, it's a week. It's a school night for some of us. Um, Tampa Bay, 
Baker Mayfield, like, has he rejuvenated his career, or is he just playing two shit teams in the first He's two weeks? He's playing two shit teams. Yeah, I kind of agree with that, Mike. Um, the Eagles get their defense back. Let, let's, why don't we do that? Why don't we go Eagles defense, taking on Tampa Bay's offense? Um, what's his name? Rasheed Jones? What's the running back's name? Rashad White. Rashad White. Rashad White. He's not bad. <laughs> Rasheed Jones. Rasheed B. White. Rasheed B. White. I was close. Yeah. You were very close. I, I suck your dick. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I was close. Yeah. Rasheed White. <laughs> Rasheed Jones. You said Rasheed Jones. It's Rasheed Jones. Cut had the first name. Yeah, it's Rashad Cut Jones. Wait. Rashad. Rashad. Yeah. It's not even Rasheed. It's Rashad. Rashad. It's Rashad. She. I'm just going to call it Sheed. What's his fucking first name? Ahmad? She. Ahmad Rashad. No, it's Sheed Jones. Sheed Cock Jones said so Mark Paulson. His first name's Rashad. Ahmad Rashad would have made his last name. I know, Mike. I'm being Jesus. a douchebag. Sheed. I understand, but We're if you're going to be a douchebag, at least do it right. Uh, I am doing it right. We'll just call him Sheed. Yeah. Another asshole. <laughs> no. So that's, Sheed Jones. <laughs> so that's the running back. Sheed Jones. You got Mike Evans, who all of a sudden decides, oh, I want to play football now. You know, let me, let me play football. Uh, he, he had a big week last week, of course, you know, I'm playing against him. Um, you know, he goes off for a couple touch, couple tutties and, you know, over 100 yards last week. But, again. A couple tadals. Look at the freaking, look at who they're playing. Like, they're playing nobody, man. Like, Eagles defense is getting healthy. You got Blankenship, right? You said, what was it? Blankenship? Blankenship, Bradbury, and. and Dean? Uh, no, Brad- Dean's out still. No, Gainwell. Gainwell. Oh, Gainwell. Okay, so they're all be back. Okay, so you're you're you know one of your starting corners is back and your safety's back. Okay, that's very helpful. Week one, shitty weather. Okay, coordinators first game. Week two, you're taking on the best receiver in football, Justin Jefferson, with a banged up defense, and you won. Now, now's the time where you start to really see. Like I know we're only three games in. But now's the time you got to start. Like the excuses have to stop. Start going away a little bit. Your guy, you're getting your guys back. You're playing a team that you should absolutely beat. Um, I, I want to see the defense come up strong again. You know, this week, I, I want to see them come up strong. The first week of the year against Mac Jones, they 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 did. They played pretty well for the most part. Ben, don't break. You know, they held them to 20 points. Hey, that's fine. You win. You hold a team to 20 points with this offense. Sean, the the defenses are seeing his first read. He's got to get to his second read quicker. When you're doing a read, when you're doing, what are you talking about? Jalen Hurts. We're not talking about Hurts. We're talking about the other side of the ball. Oh, all right. I'm sorry. I'm not there. I'm talking about defense. All right. All right. I'm sorry. Stop jumping. You know, like you're tooting your horn. Oh, pay attention. I know. I ain't coming next week. Already, all ready to go. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Mike, I've been waiting two days to discuss that. I have uh, people you got a patient. I'm sorry. Yeah. Ryan. It's a little premature. Yeah. Pre- a little PE, PE stuff going on there. He starts to come, and then he pulls out. Yeah. <laughs> like hepatitis lights. <laughs> yeah, we, we were joking around saying you're, you're, you look like you had jaundice in that interview with Kane. You're all yellow. Yeah. I'm like, why? I'm like, look at him tonight. I'm like, looking at the lobby. I'm like, look, he's clear as shit. Why was he I don't yellow? I don't, that was weird. You were yellow in that interview. That was really strange. It's all good, man. People are strange. No, fuck that, strange. fuck that band. Fuck that band, too. That's a great classical band, dude. 
I don't like them. I don't care. If I don't, don't like them a little bit. I don't care. Don't sing them. We don't sing the doors on this show. Sorry. <laughs> don't, don't do that either. Sorry. Sorry. All right, what happened to Gary's? What happened to Gary's sorry jar that Gary like never put money in? No, that was for me saying curse words. I had to buy. I used it to buy the kids. Ice no, cream. it was for you saying sorry. For, <laughs> he put. He used my sorry. He used my sorry. As little as he put into that. He used my sorry jar for Mrs. Mister Softy. <laughs> yeah, we did. The kids ding, wanted ding, ding, the ding, kids ding, wanted ding, ice cream, so I emptied it out. Ding, 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 ding. I had to give ding, the poor ding, ice cream ding, man a bunch ding. of pennies because this fuck. That's all he was throwing in there. Some couple pennies here and there. It's supposed to be a dollar. Why are the pennies in here? Fucking asshole. I was hoping for Rashad. Get this through your head, you Jew motherfucker, you. <laughs> Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny. Rashid White. Rashid Penny. Rashid, 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 Rashid Penny. Jones. Rashid <laughs> Cock Jones. Fucking Sheed Penny. All right. Let's get back at it. Rashid. Oh, God. All right. Rashid Penny. So, I don't know. I I, I like the Eagles' defense here. Um, I don't know who the hell the Buccaneers' second wide receiver is. Do you? Well, they, uh, it's, well they got Evans. Is, um, isn't what's, uh, Godwin still there? Oh, yeah. Yes. Top dog. Duh. Yes. Jesus. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I mean, that's two quality wide receivers. Yeah, man. but Baker Mayfield's your quarterback. One concern I do have is that we hear all this about the defensive line. Yeah, I I don't know why I forgot about Godwin. That was dumb. Uh, I forgot all about the th- I forgot all about Godwin. I the, the defensive line is disappointing me a little bit. Well, this week they're saying that Carter's starting and Fletcher Cox will rotate. I don't care. You went against saying. a backup center and a beat up defensive uh, offensive line of the of the uh, Vikings last week. And you barely got to Kirk Cousins. Like I'm you're 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 bit, pressuring like, them. The defensive ends a little bit. Like Sweat's the only one that's done anything. Reddick hasn't done anything. Reddick, I, I haven't heard his name at all. Oh, he's playing with a club on his hand too. Yeah, but that shouldn't affect you getting to the quarterback, right? Like I mean, he's getting to him. He's just not. He's just not sacking him. Are you yeah. sure he's getting to him? Yeah, he I has, he I, has I, a few times. I haven't heard his name once this year. Yet in two games. Although last year. He had no sacks in the first two games of the year as well. So the first three. Two. Wasn't it the two. first three? No, he had his first sack in the third game last year. Uh, hold he better you want to talk about hold my hand? <laughs> he better adjust to that thing on his hand because that's going to be on there a good part of the season. Yeah. I'm I'm actually surprised he's um, – we'll see. We'll see how he turns out. If he, I mean, I don't know how much pain he's in. He, he elected to not have surgery. <laughs> you know, he wanted to play through it, so – but if you're not going to be able to f- be effective... Well, apparently he was told he needed to miss two games. He said, absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, I know we we love it, but... Yeah, that's what he said. He didn't get going until... Uh, that's what Ryan just said. He didn't get going until game three last season. Relax. I, I know. Relax. I get it. I want to see this defense start getting at the quarterback, though. Gotta, this is the week to do it. Baker Mayfield is it. There's so many new, new faces there, Sean. There's a new coordinator. Like, it could be week five before they start gelling. Like, they did get a... Didn't they get a, they did get a strip sack last week though, right? Yeah, against Cousins. So, um, which was early in the game too. That was a big turnover. So that was good. But I I, I, want, I want to see more I pressure, like, man. Their defense leads the league in turnovers. Yes, I like do. the they, mini they, buy. They have eight. Uh, it, Go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. I was gonna say I like sorry, the mini Mike. buy. Mm-hmm. That's all right. 
the fact that they had this long, I think, bodes well yeah. for them. Oh, yeah. I, I'm surprised that this, that, that this happened this way. That the schedule maker said, all right, Thursday, you don't want to play against until Monday. Like, what? Yeah. I guess it was almost like a reward because you only had four days from the first game. You know, like, you had four days. You know, you're playing Sunday, late game Sunday. Uh, and, then and then you got to travel back to Philly. For Thursday night. Which is, you know, you're only going down, you know, a five-hour ride. But still, for Thursday night. And let's give you. You're not practicing Monday. No. You're practicing Tuesday, maybe. And maybe. a walk through Wednesday. Yeah, and that's, that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's rough, dude. Yeah. That's really rough. So then instead you go, all right, well, now we're going to get 11 days off. Now we're going we're gonna to prep for the uh, Buccaneers. The, yeah, they. I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm not going to ridicule them. I'm not going to pull them apart because they're 2 and fucking 0. Oh, absolutely. I'm happy, I'm happy they're 2 and 0. And that's what we talked about last week. Like, the, the people that were bitching about this team, like. Like, shut the fuck up. Seriously. The, you're not going to come out looking like the Monstars. How about you just say this? Hey, there's some concerns, but hey, we're 2 and fucking 0. All right. Um, offensive side of the ball. Go ahead, That's Ryan. where there's more concern. Yeah, go ahead. Go, hold on. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So what? you will listen to every damn word I have to say! Go ahead. Go ahead. What I'm noticing is the defense are seeing and picking up Jalen Hurts' first read. So in that case, he, you know, he will adjust eventually. But he's not, he wasn't adjusting the first two games to get to his second read quicker. So they're, they're seeing his first read. Mm-hmm. 100% they're seeing it. Are they reading his eyes? Is that what you think? My eyes! My eyes! I don't know, I don't know ah! if they're reading his eyes, Sean, but they know, where he's, they know where he's going or what he's going to do on his first read. And by the time he gets to the second read, it's covered up. Yeah. So, you know, it just has to be progress a little bit faster. And he'll, he'll, well, he'll, I, he'll get there. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's true. But we also, I mean, we talked about this as a little bit of a concern that Hurts could regress a little bit this year because last year was a, his breakout year, and that's the year that they got the book on him. Yeah, yeah. S- same thing we're saying about same thing we're saying about uh, Brock Purdy, right? You know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. That Brock Purdy had had seven unbelievable games last year, and you know there teams, was no book on him. Teams had a chance to get a book on him, and. But the, I mean, even that, like, he's he's a he was in the Super Bowl. So any team that's coming in to play against them, they're bringing their A game. Yeah, but I got to tell you right now, like, there's there's things about this offense that I think are. Look, I don't care how you win the game. It. I don't care about stats. I don't care if Jalen Hurts for throws for four thousand yards. Just win. Or throws for three thousand or two thousand. I don't. Now, I want them to have more touchdowns and interceptions, obviously, because that means you're not going to win, right? Yeah. That's the one stat, right? If you want to run the ball 35 times a game, I don't care. I don't care. Run the ball as much as you want. Play keep away. Oh, play man. ugly football. I don't care. You don't want your quarterback to run 35 times no, no. a game. No, <laughs> no. I'm saying – I didn't say it. Did I say it? No, no, no. No, I said you I want the team the to run 30 yeah. – I don't care. I don't oh yeah, if you're a quarterback running thirty five <laughs> times a game, you're that's not what I meant. I'm at the running backs. I don't care. Win the game. That's all it matters. The W is the only thing that matters. If you and the other thing is if you can preserve your key players through a long, vigorous season. That's my next comment. Which I done. think is why Penny 
has been kind of not. I don't think he's getting the playbook, Sean, because they added another running back to the practice squad. Did they? Yes, they did. Yeah, they already Sherman. Who else again? No, Sherman. They caught him. I thought Sherman was on the nah, practice gone. squad. Uh-huh. He's gone. Uh, but uh, they added another running back to the practice squad. There's something. There's something going on with Penny. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but there's some or they're just concerned about game walls. He, he got some carries last week, though. Remember, he burned the Eagles when against when when he played against San, when they played against Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. Uh, Ryan said Hertz will be fine. Defenses thrown throw defenses are throwing all kinds of different looks at him. It's up to Sirianni to adjust. Now, since I've been home and I'm sitting at home and I get a little bored, I do certain things. So I'm listening to radio stuff this this whole week. And people are calling in saying, oh, you can't get to the Super Bowl leaning on the running game. Yes, you But, yeah, you can. Yes, you yes, can. You can. Yes, you can. You can. Especially in, in when, it gets, when it gets. That's not what the uh, NFL is now. When it gets colder and stuff like that, that's when you rely on the running game more anyway. Yes. But do I, 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 I don't even listen. Anytime what? a caller calls in and one of the, uh, Peterson's right now. So anytime, anytime a caller calls into one of these shows, I'm like, oh, here we go. Oh yeah. Like every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, let's bring up, uh, let's bring up Tony from South Philly. Yeah, uh, I, I think that. Uh, like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut up, uh, Peterson. I don't know why. I don't understand why we're using Goddard. He's why we're not using Goddard. He's open consistently. That's a what? concern. He, he had four catches last week. He only has four catches so far this season. Um. You got to get Goddard involved, and that's what I'm going to because say. Because they're not clicking because they didn't participate in preseason. It'll get there. Goddard and I think AJ Brown breaks out this week. Well, AJ Brown went to the sidelines and flipped the frig out. Yeah, I saw that. It wasn't that bad though. No, it's more. Than yeah, I think they're... that's. I think that's completely overblown. Peeper Barstool Sports and all that dog shit fucking site. You're no, you're number one. Wide oh, they had to be separated. They didn't no, have to be separated. No, no, Sirianna no. walked over and talked to them, and he walked Your away. Your wide receiver's going to get upset. No one grabbed anybody. No, no. one stood in the middle, and it stood between They're them. They're best friends. They're like, best friends. Yeah, they like, they were having not, a discussion. It's not, like, it's not like what T.O. did. Right. They no. were having a discussion. I want my I want my number one wide receiver to act like that. I do, I too. I want him to have it. I do, too. Absolutely. Get me the fucking ball. Would you I rather him? Hey, I'm open. Hey, I was open. Why aren't you seeing me? What's going on? I, I understand. Everyone's no, frustrated, no, especially when your offense isn't clicking. If if you have no fire, then what's the point? I want them to act like that. Yeah, I, I think the I, offense. I don't, I don't mind. Out, I don't man. mind. The, I don't mind fired up. I don't mind them kind of you know getting on each other and stuff like I, that's I mean, passion. That's that's football. This, I mean, DeAndre Swift can't rush for 175 fucking yards every week though. Don't you, kill him. You're not going to need that. Right, but, right. But now that he has. Guess what? Now you now you have the key on him. You got to lean on him. Which I didn't understand why he wasn't the starter in week one to begin with. But that's besides the point. It's over, done with. It's done. Now that you saw that, you're like, oh boy, like there. I didn't didn't realize he was like that, dude. I did. Like, like you always. Oh yeah, dude. He's a great running back. Swift is different. If he's healthy, he's one of the top running backs in the league. He can break. He's a home run hitting running back too. He can break one and at any time. Him, and I, I hear he's real good in the passing game, too. We didn't see much of that. No, he had a couple of catches. Two yeah, catches. Two catches, but two, it wasn't three, where yeah. he caught it and then he was gone. He caught the ball and then he got hit. Yeah. All right, so why don't we do, why don't we do predictions? Sound good? Because we're getting kind of close here. Um, yep. Yeah, so Ryan did his earlier 35, 
Hold on, the kids are carrying on upstairs. I got to yell at them. Hey, Mom! The meatloaf! We want it now! The meatloaf! Meatloaf. Ma, the meatloaf! Fuck! (laughs) Fucking running around up there. They're kids. Goddamn animals. Goddamn animals. I love my guys. I love my little dudes. All right. Uh, Ryan said 35-17. Yeah, Lions four and a half. I'm taking, I'm taking a double-digit win for the Eagles. Wow. I, I think – I'm going to say 31-17 Eagles. I think they – I don't think it's close. I, I think they take care of them easily. Um, actually, Bucks uh, – Bucks. Peterson said 30-17 Eagles over to, over to Buccaneers. 28-21 Eagles. 28-21. So they still cover – yeah, I'm thinking. Uh, I'm the same thing as as Gary. I'm going to go 28-20. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's not going to be a complete blowout, but you know, I think they cover. I'm just going to say this: Minnesota scored twenty or twenty-eight. That's right. Minnesota scored twenty-eight. Okay. Yeah. All right. And Minnesota also fumbled. Jefferson fumbled on his way into the end zone. He fumbled on the way in. Was it their cousins? Did, did they give up three turnovers? Minnesota, four. Yeah, four turn. Yeah, seven. Right in the first two games of the year, Eagles do. It was eight. Thought it was eight. Yeah, I don't know. Bob Polsky's closer. Twenty-eight, twenty-three. Eagles. That still covers. That still covers. <laughs> that note, Eagles defense leads the league in, in turnover ratio. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that. Well, I'm just like ten it minutes again. ago. Yeah, I'm sorry. gonna mention it again. Yeah, you, you hear two, two brothers, Pete and Repeat. <laughs> All we gotta say is this. Let's go, offense! Pull your head out of your ass. All right, those are our picks. Cool, good stuff. All right, while you were drunk, because we got a couple stories here, and then we'll uh, we'll do our picks and and, uh, and call the show. So. Uh, uh, let's do that real quick. I got to quit a few here. I'll, I'll go through them. I quick. am not drunk, man. You're trying to make me drunk. It's time to catch up on some things you may have missed. Do you think a six-pack is, is acceptable? While you were drunk. I'm drunk and I love cats. What more do you need to know? Charlie Manuel. I don't care. Charlie Manuel uh, had a stroke this past week uh, while undergoing a procedure. And thankfully, it seems like he's making a decent recovery. Um, Uncle Chuck uh, has been going back to Twitter and writing L and writing, like, random letters, which he used to do (laughs) back in the day. (laughs) Like, L. And everyone's like, no, no, no L, Chuck. We don't want to see L from you. Like, don't be taking no Ls. Uh, Anyway, um, but it sounds like he's doing much better. Uh, I don't know how the status of his recovery is. Anything like that? Strokes could be, yeah. Strokes could be tough. You never know. It could be yeah. like a year almost. Yeah. So, uh, especially his age, man. Was he in his eighties now? If not close, like, uh, yeah, he's he's getting up there. So, hopefully, he's doing all right. Uh, so, thoughts are with Charlie Manuel, man. I that was that kind of sucked to see that news come by this week, but for sure, again. Um, sounds like he's going to be okay. So that's that's good stuff. We talked about Trayvon Diggs tearing his ACL. This is pretty awesome. My favorite NFL player of all time. Not only had a statue unveiled 
at Detroit this week, which was incredible. I don't know if you saw the statue. It's got to be Barry Sanders. Yeah. Did you see that thing? Dude, it looks no. like he's, he looks like he's breaking somebody's ankle on it. The statue. I don't know how they made this thing, and it's still standing upright. He's doing one of his cuts. So the base of the statue, and he's like out, and his ankle, like you know, his feet are like, oh, dude, it's, it's nuts. Nothing like him. It, it looks like it looks like there's a defender that just got his knee blown up on the other side of it. Yeah, it's like, like if, so if there's a statue awful. on the other side of it, like it would the, be like the size yeah. of him and the way he was able to cut. If you look at the picture that that statue is based off of, you you would look at that and go, how did he, like, how does he not have broken ankles like Barry Sanders? Yeah. Not have broken ankles. Um, so the reason why I also bring that up is because in November. Breaking necks and casting checks. Obviously, we got the great uh, prime movie of Kelsey that we talked about last week. We reviewed it last week, which is awesome. It was such an awesome movie. Uh, fantastic yeah. job. Connor Barwin, everyone involved did an awesome job with that. Siri, it was cool Siri, hearing Sirianni like. Cursing. These motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the whole yeah. thing. Um. But they're releasing um, a, a Barry Sanders movie Ooh. on Prime in November. Nice. So, yeah, look out, be on the lookout for that in, in a few months. Sorry, it took so fucking long. Yeah, right? Uh, oh, uh, Dave Peterson, Tom McCarthy, the Phil, Philly's play-by-play announcer for television, told viewers that Charlie Manuel had been moved out of ICU. That's great. That's, that's like, excellent. And then also Rob Thompson told Texas Manuel on Monday, now, because he's improved, he can read his text messages. I think things are getting better, which is great. Nice. That's great so, to yeah, hear. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I'm, hey, you know, I'm you doing all right. I'm doing all right. Fucking times I got to tell you, you got fucking blood. Yo, yo. Uh, I, you know, hate to say this, but Sixers actually made a decent move. Uh, they signed. I'll go home and get your fucking shine box. <laughs> That's totally accident, but you like Aubrey. Yeah, Kelly Obrey averaged twenty point three points a game last year. I, 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 I'm good who, with that. Who's Smelly Overy? Smelly Overy. You got Smelly <laughs> Overy on the team. Jesus Christ! Well, you, you notice that it's a one year deal. You, I, I, you know, I know what they're doing. I know what they're doing, and I don't care because I'm not watching this year. What? But tell me what they're what are they doing? Man, dude, up next year. when did Ryan become Gary? <laughs> yeah, who gives? Who gives a fuck? No, I'm, I'm with them, but I wanted to bring it up because that is a good move by the Sixers. It, that is a good move. Um, a, a strong swing man off the bench. Again, you know, <laughs> smelly ovary. Is that what you yeah, call it? Smelly ovary. I can't call the show that. Look at Chase. Jay said, uh oh, we're talking basketball. Gary's going to call an Uber. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's, let's move on. I, that's that's all I got. That's all I want to talk about. Fucking NBA. Uh, CJ Garner Johnson is out for a year with a torn pec. Wow. All right then. Why? I guess we like him. <laughs> Put him out of his fucking misery, that cocksucker. That's what you Carter. get. Look, I, I'm not. I don't care about. Never wish. I'm not a. Man. I know, but I'm. I know. I'm joked. Like I do it in jest. Like you don't want to see anyone get hurt. But the dude's an asshole. A complete asshole. I don't care. Good. He is a good player. Yeah, he, he is. But he's a cancer. Yeah. 
Oh, I love he, being he, a villain. Well, you could be the villain in the he's hospital room. a locker room, room problem. Be a villain That's at home now. That's why the Saints got rid of him. That's why the Eagles didn't re-sign him. Yep. They thought his value... Well, no, they, the Eagles didn't re-sign him because he thought he was worth more. I don't think that... The they Eagles made him an offer. Him. They made him an offer. Yeah. Yeah. And then his agent came out a week ago and said, Eagles never made him an offer, but yet then they pulled up all tweets... Saying, oh, no, he was offered this much and this, and, and, and then things are quiet. He I'm thought like, he was like, worth more than what he was. Yeah. He and, took less money to go to Detroit than he would have gotten with the Eagles. Yeah. The Eagles no, pivoted I, and moved on, and then he yes. he was stuck. Eagles made, Eagles made him an offer. He turned around. He said, nope, I'm going to hit the market. Hit the market. They re-signed Bradbury. And then, and, blocked, the he, and then he came back to said, nah, we're good. Like, we signed Bradbury. Yeah. We had no more money to give you. Go yeah, fuck he, yourself. He bluffed and the Eagles didn't take it. Right. So I don't think so, – but that's my point. Like, you know, he he. I don't know if he's a locker room cancer as much as he's that's just That's why an the Saints got rid of him. The Saints got Can't rid of him because they didn't want to pay him. Yeah. I, I don't think that it was – I don't think that it was that he's a cancer. I think that they didn't want to pay him. It might have been a little bit of a cancer thing, him being a little bit of a big mouth, but the Eagles were willing to pay him. <laughs> right. Oh, okay, Mike. I get what you're saying. Yep. Like, we would have paid him. Yeah, they would have. Yeah. They would have. Yeah. If he would have done it right then and there, he would have. Absolutely. Um, remember in 2014, it was a big deal. Malaysia lost a plane. Remember the flight yes. disappeared and no one can find it? Yeah. I remember that. They found it. Finally? A, yep, they found it in a jungle in Cambodia. He said my daughter in there! Are you serious? They found it in a jungle in Cambodia using Google Maps. They finally found it. Wow. Yeah. We Everybody thought it was out, like, buried somewhere or in the sea somewhere, right? That's what they were thinking, but apparently these slant pussy people found it. Fucking slopes. All right. Um, a Patriots fan, this is not happy news. A Patriots fan was beaten to death by a Dolphins fan at a game on Sunday. Beaten wow. to death in the stands while people were filming. In the stands? In the stands. Wow. So people are filming and not helping. Yep. So, you know, you know where I'm going with this. If that was Philly, Jesus Christ. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Hold on, Ryan said about the, the Malaysia flight. Well, they, they did the math. They found it. And, Pols- and Polsky just said, uh, yeah, it wasn't Philly. That's why it's not getting attention. A dude was beaten to death in the stands. The guy was a season ticket holder who died. Season ticket holder for, for the Patriots. That, that, like, what the fuck? Hey, hey, guys. Hey, guys, we're going to. Hey, Gary, on November 5th, you and I are going to Dallas. Hey, guys, we're going to the game. Imagine not coming home because you. You die at the game? Fuck, dude. Like, what the fuck? It's fucking sports, man. Look, I know we do this every week. We have fun with it. We try not to, like, you know, even after they lose, we still laugh the week after, right? We still have a good time. We still have fun. We still drink beers. I'm not killing someone because they're a Cowboys fan. I'm not fist fighting in fucking stands. I'm not fist fighting anyone over a sports. Like, that's like that. stupid. All right, I'm leaving. I'm it's going. fucking stupid, man. Like, you killed someone. So, my my grandfather went to an Eagles game in 1980. 
and this is bad segue because it happened to Philly, but he was on his way into the vet. They were outside. Oh, they were at the turf club. He was at the turf club. And Eagle, it was an Eagles-Dallas game, and there was a Dallas fan there. And he said he was standing behind this guy, and he was going to get a beer. And the guy said something, turned his head, and the other guy popped him. As he was turning his head, broke his neck. It was like it was like a weird combo kind of thing. Broke the guy's neck, killed him, killed him on the spot. Wow! Over what? Because he was a Dallas fan. Because he said something to him. Like you just killed a guy. Now you're going to jail over fucking sports. Over something stupid. Did he hurt you personally? Like stupid. over pride. Stupid. Right? It's, it's dumb. Like there is a limit. Come on. I we love sports as much as the next person, but. Uh, fucking dumb. All right, so the last thing I had, I'm going to c- try to keep this brief. The Pro Football Hall of Fame in, um, nominees were announced. I think there's something like nine Eagles on the list. Nice. Yeah, wow. uh, 173 players, so obviously I'm not going to go through them. Uh, Cunningham's on the list again. Uh, let me see. Rich Gannon, McNabb is on the list. Michael Vick, Romo. I don't think any of them are getting in. No. Um, running backs, the only running back from last year that's on the list. I'm sorry. No, none of them were on the list last year. Um, but Jamal Charles is the newcomer. So all the other names I just named were on the ballot last year. Uh, Sean Alexander, Michael Allstott, Jamal Anderson. Like, none of these guys are getting in. They're not Hall of Fame. Thomas Jones. Like, what? Thomas Jones. Really? Fred Taylor, Ricky Waters, Ricky Williams, Brian Westbrook, Chris Warren. They're not... Jamal Lewis, good running back. He's not Hall of Fame. Priest Holmes, too short. Eddie George, Amon Green, Charlie Gardner, Corey Dillon. Wide receivers. Charlie Gardner? Charlie Charlie Gardner's even in in consideration? Uh, Al Bundy from Polk High. (laughs) Courtney Mark. All right, wide receivers, newcomers, Brandon Marshall and Jordy Nelson. No. Nope, none of them. Bolden, let me see. uh, Jordy Jordy Nelson had a. Good couple years. Irvin Fryer. Here's one. Dante Hall as a kick returner. Devin Hester was a finalist last year as a kick returner. Also, other finalists in the wide receiver group, Torrey Holt, Andre Johnson, Reggie Wayne. Also there, Heinz Ward, Rod Smith, Jimmy Smith, Herman Moore, no. Charles, there's Chad, some good names in there. Chad Johnson, Andre Risen, until you guys house burnt down by left eye. Steve Smith. There's some really good names there. Are they Hall of Fame worthy? Not one of them. Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, I was thinking Jordy Nelson, but then I heard the rest of those names. Damn. Newcomer for tight ends, Antonio Gates. Yes. He's a Hall of Famer. Ben Coates and Wesley Walls are the other two. Offensive line, I'm not going to go through that. Bruce, uh, Max Unger is the newcomer. Max Unger has... Sh- Max Unger. I don't, I don't think he gets in. Lamas Brown, long-time tackle for the Lions. He has a shot. Jeff Saturday is on there. Mark Sherith. All right, defensive lineman, newcomers. Nada, former Eagle. Julius Peppers. Julius Peppers has got a shot. He has a shot. Uh, Jared Allen, Dwight Freeney were both finalists last year. Casey Hampton's okay. on the list. Simeon Rice. Uh, let me go through here. Dana Stubblefield. Justin mm-hmm. Tuck. Nah. Vince Wolfrick. Mm-hmm. 
All right, linebackers, no newcomers. Jesse Armstead, Cornelius Bennett was really good. Keith Brooken was pretty good. Teddy Bruschi, I don't think they're Hall of Famers. James Harrison, no. William McGinnis, Ken Norton Jr., no. Spikes, Takeo Spikes, Mike Vrabel, Patrick Willis. Patrick Willis is on the list there. Bobby Boucher. Mm. Bobby Boucher. <laughs> Defensive backs. Come on, man. Show some love, please, for Eric Allen. Please. Yeah. Cam Chancellor. Antonio Cromati and his 19 kids. Dre Bly. <laughs> Rodney Harrison. Like, there's some mm. really good names. Troy Vincent. Darren, yeah. Wood, Darren Woodson was a finalist. Mm. I'm not going to read the kickers and special teams, but there, there you go. There's the um, NFL finalist list, and that is uh, that is it for why you were drunk. Okay. So, uh, all right. So I guess that leaves us with our uh, fantasy picks for the week, or fantasy picks. What the fuck? Uh, Just pick them picks. Yeah. Picks. Pick them. 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 Peter, pick the. Pick they pick picks. a little bit of ground. Peter picked the Did you? Yeah, I didn't do too well. I think I went nine, yeah. and nine and seven or something. I didn't do too great last week. Uh, so let's let's go at it. <laughs> I can hear Ryan right now. Da, 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 da. I'm twenty and twelve on the year though. It's not bad. Yeah, I think. All right, right. Giants, San Fran, going at it. We all took San Fran. Let's move on. How could you not? Yeah. Tennessee, and that game's 3-3, by the way, right now. Uh, Tennessee, oh, is it? Yeah. Tennessee awesome. and Cleveland. In Cleveland. Uh, I actually I like, like, I, I, I Did like, you? I like yeah. that Sean Watson blows up this game. Yeah, you do? Yeah, I, I think I actually do. I, I think it's it. <laughs> Pulsey said all day tomorrow. Brian's going to be humming this. <laughs> Pulsey said... Camardi and his 19 kids. Um, yeah, I'm going clean. Yeah, I, I think I, I think that that was a tough one. them enough to where you know. Yeah, I had a tough one with that one. I I, I just went with the home team. This was this was yeah. not an easy week. I gotta be honest. This is right. this is a tough week. Atlanta and Detroit. I like yeah, Detroit. I'm going Detroit. Detroit as well. The Saints taking on Green Bay. Christian Watson's still not practicing. I'm fucking furious. Asshole. That's crazy. Yeah, dude. Like, it's a hamstring. Get over it. I like Jordan. I like the Green Bay Packers here. Oh, uh, you and your brother went to Jordan Love Love. Uh, I'm, I'm going Green I'm Bay. Going, I'm going to Saints. Yeah, Saints, yeah. On the road in Green Bay. Yeah. Hmm. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough. That was a tough one. I, I, I think I just want the home team there. I, I, I don't. I think um, what's his face is coming back. Um, the running back. Um, I Aaron Jones. I just called him Alma, Alma Green. Aaron Jeez. Jones. Is, yeah, Alma Green. Uh, yeah, Aaron Jones is coming back. Rashid. Yeah. Rashid. What did I call him? Rashid Jones. is coming back. Rashad Jones. Rashad Jones. Rashid Jones. Rashid Penny. Uh, Denver's. <laughs> Denver's on the road in Miami. Yeah, it's Miami. Easy. Sorry, Scott. Miami yeah. all day. Yeah, same here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Scott's still listening, but yeah, he even wrote earlier. He said my my Broncos suck, dude. The Broncos yep. blew a huge like big lead against 
Commanders last week. That was terrible. I was yeah. I was so rooting for Denver to win that game. Of course you are. Yeah, I mean the, the NFC East is seven and one right now. This to me might be the they're only they're only the only loss was to each other. Yeah, this might be the toughest game of the week. You think? Chargers Minnesota. Two zero and two teams. Two zero and two teams in Minnesota. I'm I'm taking the home team that had a little bit more Minnesota. rest. I agree. I'm taking Minnesota too. Yeah, I I can see the Chargers. But here's the thing: Eckler's not playing either. I don't think. I forgot about that. So that makes things a little easier. Eckler, Austin Eckler might be out. So, yeah, I, I just, I think Minnesota has enough fight to win this game. Um, New England. They got Justin Jefferson. Taking on the Jets. Yeah, I think this is a big game for Jefferson, too. I think Jefferson, like, he's already going off the last two games. I think he scored, finally scored a touchdown, too. Patriots taking on the Jets in New York. Oh, God. Look at this fucking picture. The Jets defense. Is Look at this one. Ah, stopped. Damn it. Dude, that was quite a shot right there. Oh, boy. Yeah, that was that was a pretty bad solo shot. Uh-oh. All right. Uh, uh, what do we New got? England. Uh, New England. I Jets. Got New, England. New England, yeah. <laughs> Mark saw it. <laughs> uh, that was good. What do you got? Jets. Jets. You got the Jets? Yeah? You like Zach Wilson taking on that defense. That de- well, Jets defense is tough as well. Jets defense is good. It is good. Yeah, it's true. Peterson has the pats. But Bill's going to Washington, taking on a 2-0 Commanders. What? Yeah. 2-0 Commanders? I'm taking Washington. What? Yeah, I'm taking Buffalo. I, I think Buffalo's falling apart a little bit, but I... I could see Washington winning, but uh, nah, I'm going Buffalo. Yeah, I'm going Buffalo. Houston and Jacksonville in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. C.J. Stroud, one of the league leaders in passing so far this year, which is nuts. He's one of the league leaders in yards per attempt, which is crazy as a rookie. Trevor Lawrence is going to blow a knee, and he's, he's going to have a series. He's going to have a season-ending injury. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because his brother has him. No, no. I mean, two first overall picks. Uh, yeah, I mean Jacksonville right now. Is... Yeah, I'm, I'm going Jacksonville. Uh, Colts, Ravens in Baltimore. Baltimore. Peterson says Bills, and Peterson has the Jags. I also have Baltimore as well. We're almost in line with most of our picks. Maybe it wasn't that bad of a week. Carolina. Taking on Seattle. By the way, Carolina's quarterback might be out. Yeah, and even if he was playing, he's averaging the third least amount of yards per attempt in NFL history. But they and, wow. and they got the and they got the biggest douchebag as a head coach. Yeah, you're not a fan. Not a fan. I think the biggest douchebag as a coach is in Arizona. <laughs> Is right? Isn't right coking? Right? Yeah, you don't like Frank Reich? Right? Why? Enough. What do you mean enough? He's a good coach, man. I like Frank Reich. Why is he not? Ta- why is Gary not facing the microphone? I know. I'm facing the microphone. No, we couldn't hear. I couldn't hear. I'm having issues with my back. Peterson said has the Seahawks. Wait, I have Seattle too. 
You? Yes, yeah. Uh, Chicago and Arrowhead. Dude, oh my God! What a what? A, there's so much drama. Justin Fields blaming coaching. The defensive corner leaves the team. Quit. Just yeah, quit. dude. I, I don't know what the. I think the spread's 14. Jesus. I might. I might. You might still I might still take the cheese. I think this is going to be a complete blowout. Justin Fields. I think things are becoming true that we thought about him. Like he. He's a one-trick pony. So. Yeah. You know, you give him DJ Moore. What's that? Yeah, in Arrowhead. Yeah, fourteen and a half point dogs. I think it might be twelve, but it's a shame because uh, like Chicago was, they put a big emphasis. They put a big emphasis of of being a high quality football team for many many years. Yeah, Chicago. Yeah, and I don't know. Like Chicago had one like. I feel like Chicago, the Bears are overrated from there. Have they been Justin, that good? The Justin Cutler years. Justin Cutler. Justin Cutler. Who the fuck is Justin Cutler? Why am I saying Justin? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dude, I swear, game too. I swear to God, I've only had like, I've had three beers tonight. Like even even the Cutler Justin years. Cutler. Even the Cutler years, but they still sold tickets. You know what I mean, Mike? Because the, the it, fans loved them. It's Jay's well, brother who licks windows. The fans love the Jets, too, but the Jets are going to jet. Well, I'm just saying, like, Chicago's a that's a good venue for football. That's all. Soldier Field. Okay, yeah, but the team's yeah. still like, – the team's, the team's notoriously been bad. Sorry. Well, I'm not arguing with that. I'm just saying it's a shame that it's come to where it's at now. That's yep. all. Dallas. Fuck them. Dallas travels. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Speaking of fuck them, fuck both these teams. I hope Arizona goes 0-17 because fuck Jonathan Gannon. Talking about another douchebag. You know what? I hope Dallas annihilates them. Dallas going on going on the road to take on the, the Cardinals. So you want no, Dallas to I, I want Arizona to, I want Arizona to win, but there's no way it happens. No, it's not going to happen. So I hope Dallas completely obliterates. So you want Dallas to be 3-0? It doesn't matter. They're going to be 3-0 anyway. They picked them to win the Super Bowl, Gary. You don't get to say. Yeah, what do you – yeah, you – down. I'm going to tell you doesn't right now. It doesn't look so bad right now, does it? No, look at the first it two It doesn't teams. look so bad right now, does it? I'm sorry. It don't matter. A the, win is a win. Who'd they have last week? It don't matter, sure. It don't matter. They had the Giants. The Eagles won two In games. In week one. The Eagles won two games sloppily. And they had the Jets with Zach Wilson last week. A win is a win. Well, Gary, I mean, yeah, if you're a Cowboys fan, a win's a win. We understand. That's right. A win's a win if I'm you're a Cowboys, a Cowboys fan. fan. Yeah, you're, yes, you are. No, I'm not. I'm yeah, Where's your fucking starter jacket, smart. you piece of shit? Yeah, Take that Cowboys fucking start. hat off. Take that off in my house. Take that off. Take it off. Take it off. Okay. You feel man enough? Take it off me. I'll, <laughs> I'll break your back like <laughs> fucking <laughs> Bane. <laughs> I was wondering what would break first. Your mind or your back? <laughs> your mind or your spirit? Your mind or your spirit? I can only preface on Yeah, I'm going Dallas. Uh, Pittsburgh takes on Vegas. In Vegas, I'm going Vegas. I think I last. Do. I think last week was a fucking I'll take Vegas because Pittsburgh blows. They did win a big week uh, game last week. I didn't see that coming. 
Eagles Tampa Bay we talk, talked about. And the other Monday night game, again, Eagles are on 7-15 on Monday. Don't forget, people. That's early. Because there's another Monday night game, Rams against Cincinnati. 1-1 Rams. This was a tough one for me. Rams 1-1, Cincinnati 0-2. Whew. What happens? Yeah, I mean, you know what? Maybe maybe I'm, like, thinking of last year too much when the Rams sucked and the Bengals were good. Rams have a running game now. They have a good receiver. Yeah. Stafford's back, right? They got a good receiver and cups out still. Yeah. That, that next little guy. That dude's at well. Yeah. Akula. What the fuck is his name? Akula. Bless, bless, <laughs> bless you. Akuna Matata. Akuna Matata. What a wonderful day. Akuna Matata. Is it no in Cincy? Los Angeles traveling to Cincy now. I'm taking Cincy. I, I like Cincy at home Monday night. I think Burrow has a comeback. I think Chase blows up. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think I think Cincinnati has a big day. I trade him for Debo and any end. Uh, Peterson also has the Bengals. Who, and you have the Bengals as well, Mike? Yeah. All right, cool. All right, awesome. All right, boys. Well, we had a good time tonight on Thursday night. It felt like a Friday. Hey, watch Cocaine Bear. Oh, Cocaine Bear was ridiculous. That ambulance scene. Oh, oh, oh my God. Yeah, Mike, did you see Cocaine Bear yet? No, like it looks so stupid. It is, but it's fun. Like it's an it's an old scrap eighties low budget movie. Grab popcorn and, and watch it. But and you laugh. will laugh. You'll laugh. It's entertaining. It's very entertaining. Okay. It's just it's entertaining. It's dumb. Like let's just kill a Friday night or Saturday night. Like tomorrow night. You don't have a show. Like watch it's tomorrow funny. night. Dude, she'll laugh. She'll laugh. Like it's so. It's well, not, watch it with the wife. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can watch, not the kid, with the wife. Dude, she'll laugh. She'll be like, this is fucking so bad, it's good. <laughs> like, it's, okay. it's, it's one of those. Like, I'll let her know. And it's crazy that Elizabeth Banks directed that movie. I have to eat that. Yo, the, the cop. He's the guy from fucking The Wire. She. Yeah, yeah. She. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, he's great in that. Dude, he's looking old, though, man. Yeah. The Wire was out 20 years ago. Yeah. All right, we got a uh, great uh, Peterson. Gents, have a great week. See you guys next Friday. Um, fly, Eagles, fly. Let's go, Phillies. Thank you, King Callis. I'm skipping again next Friday, guys. Okay. I gotta be, I'll be in Carolina. Oh, fucking your cousin again, aren't you? Uh, next time, you found with your chin on the ground. There's a lot to be learned, so look around. I hopes that's Dave Peterson, nice. Jay Parr, great show guys, Polsky, great show guys, another amazing interview. Thank you, man. Yeah, man. That was, yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was happy to get him, man. That was, I thought it was. A good I thought one. it was better. It was better than I expected it to be, for sure. Yeah. You never know what to expect with somebody that's, you know, yeah, great stories. I, I yeah, I, I think because I because I met him and I talked to him for a little bit. I, I knew what to I expect. Knew what to expect. Yeah, I knew he's gonna be a good a good guest. So, yeah. Well, Mets just tied the game. Oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah, but thank you so much for Kane, to Kane Callis for spending the time with us. Thank you guys, everyone who listened live uh, on a Thursday night, which is rare for us. And of course, if you're downloading the show, we expect quite a bit of downloads this week. And Polsky just named our show. You're a Callis kid. Yes. <laughs> That's the name of the show. 
All right. Only I got to spell it correctly. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> we'll see you guys. We'll see you guys next Friday, normal times, normal bat time, normal bat channel. Channel. Corner Plus Sports says, see ya, Mike. Peace out.